0: Hi, this is Maureen Milliken,
1: and this is Rebecca Milliken, and this is GroovyTube.
0: The Crimes of the Brady Bunch. Yes, and it's very exciting. Episode
1: nine. Yes, and we're beginning the third season. Yeah, so we're almost
0: halfway through the five-season run. Yeah, and this is. They're first on the road.
1: Yes, they right. go to the Grand Canyon. If you, if anyone remembers, For three
0: episodes. Actually, they go to a, a back lot for the first episode, and then to the Grand Canyon.
1: The Grand Canyon shows up, but according to what we've read, they did go on location, but they didn't film anything on location except
0: when they're all standing there going. Down. Yes,
1: and the mule one, which usually takes a day to get down. Yeah,
0: we can talk about that one. the
1: episode. On. Yeah, okay.
0: So before we get into talking about the episodes. There were some interesting changes or things to talk about for season three. All right, and we talked about at the beginning of season two, how Lloyd wanted had the great idea that the kids would sing the songs. Yes,
1: which I think was a good idea.
0: Right, the first year they had a professional group. The second year the kids just belted out the songs like kids. And Chris Knight, for instance, had a very va- bad singing voice and his froggy little voice underneath. And then the third season, it sounds a little smoother. And it's funny they didn't change the pictures. Of them all
1: I know, it is kind of weird.
0: But I did notice in the, and they mention it in a few of the books, they've stopped dying, poor Mike looking yes. in like terror, so he has more auburn yes here, which is does. Nice. So Lloyd kind of got a little surprised when they got together for the third season. Lloyd Schwartz, the associate producer. Yeah. And he can tell it better than we can.
1: Oh, he can, can he? Is he yes, here? Yes, he
0: can. No, but we have his book, Brady, <laughs> oh, okay. Brady, Brady. The Bradys already have occasionally sang sometimes. He says the Brady Bunch was not a series about a singing group of kids that was the Partridge Family. Yeah. There was a perceived rivalry and sometimes a confusion between the two shows, but he said they basically sang in maybe 7 out of 117 Brady Bunches. And episodes.
1: Florence Henderson obviously was a singer.
0: Yes, and Jerry um, Williams kind of sang stuff, and Chris Knight couldn't sing. But he said whenever they sang, it was plot-driven. But in any case, he says, We filmed our series from June to December. After shooting ended for the year, Dad, that's his father, Sherwood Schwartz, the creator and producer, wanted the kids to recapture as much of their lives as possible by returning to their old schools. And you wonder how much that, and you wonder how much the kids really liked that. I yeah. He thought that it would be better for them, and that's what we thought they were doing. Ha! But, much to our surprise, they weren't. I don't know how or when it all started, but some of the parents, or an agent or manager, thought that there was money to be made if the kids actually became a singing group and went on the road. When we found out about it, Dad could have stopped it, or at least he could have taken a share of the money, since the six kids didn't have the legal right or permission to call themselves the Brady Bunch or the Brady Kids, Hmm. But he thought if they wanted to make some money it was not right for him to stand in their way. They were keeping that was nice all of, of him. Yeah, yeah, he I think Sherwood Schwartz sounds like he was a decent guy. They were keeping all of this a secret from us. And again, he talks about the kids here, but I have to believe it's, it's the, parents the parents doing it for good reason that they were keeping it a secret. Kids are only supposed to work on a show for a limited number of hours. But there were no laws about doing work after leaving the set. After filming our show for the day, they would go off to rehearse for hours. There were no welfare rules off the set, and the welfare rules are the one that limit how many mm-hmm. how many hours the kids can work. They would come in tired for filming the next day, and I didn't know why. The first time I found out anything about it was when I got them all together to re-sing the theme song for the third season. They balked and wanted it to be much more professional.
1: Ooh. I
0: wanted it as before. I wanted them to sound like kids singing it like a camp song. They wanted harmonies and perfect pitch. After all, said Barry, and that's Barry Williams, is Greg, We're a singing group. Then they all told me what they had been doing. Their parents had been setting up a tour for their children as a musical group. When a series is successful, The Smell of Money wafts in. Though we remained closed for a long time, we all realized that not all of us had the same vision. What was it that Oscar Rudolph said about Never Trust an Actor? Actor? And Oscar Rudolph is the guy who directed more episodes. Most of them. Yeah. So anyway, this season three started with a little bit of... Tension. And that tension at a later time kind of blew up. And we'll talk about that in another time. And so the song's different. It is slicker. I kind of like the second season one better. I liked it when they sounded like kids just... Me too. But the pictures are the same.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird they didn't update the pictures. Yeah. They updated them after the first season, but then not the second. But then they do update them later. I
0: think they do in the fourth, yeah. I think by the end.
1: So we're on season three now. Episode one is Ghost Town, USA. The Brady's camp in a deserted mining town where a grizzled prospector thinks they've come to jump his claim.
0: And it's, it's an actor we all know well. Yes. Oh, people. Lovey. In <laughs> Episode two, Grand Canyon or Bust. The Brady's break out of the jail. Ooh, spoiler alert. <laughs> the old prospector locks them in. And discover their car missing. Oh, how are they going to make it to the Grand Canyon?
1: (laughs) Season 3, Episode 3, The Brady Braves.
0: Mm, Lots to say about this one.
1: Yes. Cindy and Bobby are aided by an American Indian boy when they become lost in the Grand Canyon. A Hopi Indian boy. Mm
0: -hmm. Episode 4, The Wheeler Dealer. Greg gets his driver's license and his first vehicle with the help of his fast-talking buddy, Hmm. And you know there's going to be problems.
1: Season 3, Episode 5, My Sister, Benedict Mm. Arnold. Greg and Marcia date each other's school rivals to get back at each other. The younger Brady siblings build a dunking tank for the upcoming school carnival. Mm. And the last one. The
0: last one, an all-time classic that gives us, I think, the first major catchphrase. Of the series. The personality kid. Peter's wallflower status at a friend's party convinces him he needs a new image. No, I would argue Mom always said. Oh, Mom always said don't play ball in the house. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was the first one. it's so, 10 USA. So it starts. With Alice's
1: in the living room vacuuming. And
0: I think her hair's a little different. It's a little poofier.
1: Oh, maybe. I yeah, I just noticed. And really Jan
0: know. is in a manic frenzy. Oh, yes.
1: Jan startles Alice while she's vacuuming. Yes. She's wearing a bandana shirt, I noticed. I yeah, don't know why I yeah, noticed these things. I, have I think I think had a skirt that looked like a blue bandana.
0: She is in a manic frenzy. She usually is. A- apparently, Mike and Carol had said they had a big a big surprise for everyone. Or and
1: she wants Alice to give her a hint, but Alice is like, I don't know.
0: And apparently the kids had sent Jan down to ferret the side of Alice because she goes running back up and it shows... Usually
1: they're all... Why are they always all upstairs? I know. Like, I
0: don't understand that. Like, whatever. It's weird. And so it shows her, like, silently, it, yeah, it was without like dialogue. It's
1: without dialogue. Telling yeah.
0: the boys and then telling the girls. And I'm like, why did they send Jan? I know. You know. Oh, and
1: Greg, this is the first sighting of Greg's favorite striped shirt. The yes, shirt, I mo- I know that, that later, but let's talk about that Different now. stripes. I remember that. I from remember when I was that a kid. shirt. I remember so Jimmy, well. our brother Jimmy, used to be obsessed with it. Yeah, Jimmy He's was. Wearing that striped Jimmy shirt. was
0: obsessed, and so it has horizontal stripes, and they start out thick on the top and, and get yeah, thinner. Kind of, and now that I have a better picture, now that we're not watching on a black and white TV, fuzzy that TV keeps going out, he, it's him. like a
1: sweaterish shirt. It's a sweater. It's a crew neck. Yeah, I always thought it was a shirt,
0: and also. In these coming episodes, Mike has a couple new groovy Yeah, shorts.
1: Mike is dressing so, much more groovily, groovily. So
0: Alice is vacuuming that exact same spot on yes. the rug.
1: And Mike and Carol come in and startle her. And
0: apparently everyone's all excited because there's a secret. And Carol
1: there. says everyone is dying of curiosity. And Carol has her new shag cut. Yeah, Her haircut in the second season I liked. It was yes. a, just a short cut. The shag cut, I'm not a fan Sometimes of.
0: Sometimes I think Florence Henderson's hairdos, I know at the very beginning of the series they did, but They, they have to do wink. with stuff she's filming in the off season, yeah. too. Because she's one of the people who had steady work all the time.
1: So Mike calls all the kids down, and they run down the stairs screeching and yelling like yes. they always and, do. And
0: it's funny. I want to point out that Lloyd Schwartz says somewhere, or one of the Schwartz says somewhere in their book, gee, people think of the kids always running down the stairs, and that didn't happen as often as people think. And so I've been paying attention, and that happens almost every episode. Yeah. The and entire they're always group like runs yelling down. when they
1: do it. Yeah. And he opens the curtains, and now I want the to say, reveal. I have never seen... Those windows that view of that yes. part of the room. Yes. Apparently, there is like either a big picture window, either either floor to ceiling windows or another sliding door in the dining area, living slash dining. I will say
0: I had an impression of that in an episode in the first season. I think it was the when one the kids are scary. Yeah. Yes, but it's a camper that's not nearly it's a big pop-up enough. Camp, it's one a of those pop
1: up trailers that's not
0: nearly big enough for. I know, nine We will find out later. Yes, I know. And And they're they're very excited. They're very excited. Because it's not only a camper. This is like The Price is Right or something. But you're going going to... to The Grand Canyon. Only you have to say it like The Price is Right. They're going to the Grand Canyon. Okay. And there seems to be an unnatural focus from the beginning on Indians. And I'm like... Because Marcia says we can learn all about the indian tribes and i'm like don't they have indians in california is the grand canyon known for its indians i'm sorry i'm just saying
1: no well it's the southwest and there are there are a lot of
0: i understand that Mm -hmm. but i'm just saying i don't know Okay.
1: Uh, I don't It was know. a
0: rhetorical question. Oh, okay. And Cindy okay. says... Okay, so
1: it's to the Grand Canyon, seven hour, five minutes via I-40 East. So it's 485 miles. They look like they were not going on a major highway, and I don't know what...
0: No, I wanted to talk about that okay. when we get to the traveling okay. part. And so Marcia says, we can learn all about the Indian tribe. And Cindy says, I want to meet an Indian and see their caboose, and everybody has a big laugh because she means papa. Yeah, I know. I just, and Jesus. it's like... Um, it's the first in many references to Indian cliches we're going to hear for the next three episodes.
1: Which we've already heard through the series, so. Yes,
0: but it's on steroids.
1: Oh, I wanted to, so of course they're checking the sleeping bags in the driveway like they always do. And they talk about the names of the tribes, and Bobby asks what Bobby means, and Peter says it means little man with great big running Yeah, I thought mouth. that was funny. So, after Cindy says her thing about the uh, papooses capoose, caboose. and caboose. Ha, ha,
0: what a cute. Carol
1: mistake. comes into the girls' room and tells them they're going to ride to the bottom of of the canyon on mules and marcia muses how alice is gonna do with that
0: yeah and maureen kind of wondered too
1: you mean you yes. <laughs> but,
0: cindy oh, yeah cindy
1: jokes about it and carol says they should wait to tell alice and then they all laugh because won't it be funny to keep this information from alice you know why does she need and to know
0: then carol says that they need to wait for Carol says they want to wait for when she's psychologically ready to be told that she's going to be riding a mule, and one of the girls asks when that would be. And Carol says when she's sitting on it, and everybody gets a big laugh out yeah, of it.
1: Yeah, by laughing at poor Alice's expense. And then the next scene's in the driveway, in the yard, well, in the yard. A Mike is locking the non-glass sliding yeah. door. <laughs>
0: You would think having glass in the door would be more safe. I
1: have a note here that says station wagon, ugh. Well, so they're all crammed Bad memories. into the, into the okay. station
0: wagon, not unlike our family of eight used to have uh, to be. And uh, I'll say that's one, why I brought, uh, one, one thing about the good old days when there were, you know, auto fatalities were so much higher than they are now and everything. First of all, we'd leave at like three in the morning. Like we lived in Ohio and it was a 13 hour trip to get back to our parents' hometown of Elmira, New York. And so we'd always leave at like three in the morning because for some reason, dad thought that was the best time to leave. It was a thing. If I remember, at least on a couple trips, they'd put a mattress in the way back.
1: Oh, yeah. We used to sleep in the way back. Because I think
0: they did, there were expectations of sleep since we were leaving at three in the morning. And maybe that was one advantage to you guys of being in the way back. I don't know. And they, they have one thing on this where they're stopped by the side of the road and Mike is waiting. And then one of the kids, Bobby comes, Bobby out. comes around. Bobby comes out. So he's peeing in the woods. And dad, our dad, didn't like to stop. And no. he certainly didn't like to stop at places there were bathrooms. So no, we peed in the woods a lot. We peed in the woods a lot and Easier for boys. ate bologna sandwiches. Dad didn't like to stop. He didn't like to pay for food. He didn't like to. But we had. And I'll tell you one thing we never fucking sang row, row, row your boat and around like the Brady's did. No, well, but Florence is. a We good did thing. play some games. The summer we moved to Maine and we lived at campgrounds in our station wagon, our old 1965 Rambler. We had the Mad Magazine with the poop side. Oh down yes, we had that. Yes, that was in that all summer, and we had it like memorized the yes. poop side down. I can still picture the it. The poop side and down Liz, adventure. And Liz, our older she sister, Rolling Liz Stone. Yeah, Rolling Stone. Yeah, yes. she bought it at a store in Belfast, Maine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we had. So I have some fond memories. Either but anyways. anyway, so they're on the road and you pointed out here oh, before that though mike forgot he forgot to put the trailer yeah ho yeah because mike is badgering them about did they remember everything and really belaboring it then he pulls out and haha the trailer isn't connected but apparently they do because the next thing we see them on the road and they're singing yes road, there's like road. these
1: long shots of but here's one
0: issue i have on every single show from this one to the fucking sopranos when people go on the road places They are never on interstate highways. You're going to tell me they're going to take a two-lane road all the way from L.A. to the Grand
1: Canyon. I will say that this was 1971.
0: Interstate, the interstate highway system was fully functional. It depends on all of them because you do. You remember until
1: 1983, 295, you had to get off. Are you talking about Maine? Yes.
0: Well, California is the state of the car. Okay. Don't tell me that But maybe they wanted to take the scenic room. But wouldn't yeah, you want you're did. on vacation. Yes, yeah, okay, maybe they didn't well, everybody the sides. Sides. Not everybody is our dad. But it reminded me of the Sopranos when Tony and... Oh, when they came to me Don't, even talk, to to don't even talk about... Don't even talk
1: about that. That fucking... That yeah. bugged the shit out of yeah. me so bad. It's like... They're in fucking Waterville, and it's like in the middle of the woods. Right. It's like, give me a fucking she break. Because she
0: went to... Because she looked at Colby Bates and Bol- Which
1: Bol- are all within less than an hour driving distance of each other. Right.
0: Which are Maine's big three private colleges, and they made it look like she was out in the wilderness. It didn't look like Maine. Maybe yeah. it was New Jersey. I don't know where they filmed it. Maybe somewhere oh, in upstate no. in New York. You know, every state with a lot of woods and shit is not interchangeable. And
1: as my boyfriend pointed out, who's from what, New your Jersey. your baby
0: mama? Because when I
1: complain, because we watch The Sopranos together. Your baby daddy? Oh, what, back when you were still talking to each other? <laughs> uh, uh, back when he treated you like a human being. But he team. said, well, that's what people in New Jersey think Maine's like. So?
0: I know, that's what so, I So? That's
1: what I said. I said, so? I said, so. Have go to
0: fucking SUNY Geneseo or something, you know, and look at that. But in anyway. any case, so they stopped. At a folksy old gas station, and I thought because I couldn't see well because we had to <laughs> watch this one on YouTube, but Wait. it was like Godsey from the Walmart. But it wasn't.
1: It was his name is Hope. God damn it. I wrote it Hulk down. Hoke Howell. Hulk Howell. He Who was in been, here. comes
0: the bride. He has <laughs> been. Tons in of every, shit. Because I looked him up on. He has IMDb, a very
1: strong accent, DB. too.
0: And yeah, he has a southern accent, and he has been. He did guest spots on every TV show right up until he died in 2000. And
1: I wondered why he had such a southern accent since they were not in the south. Well, if
0: you looked up his Wikipedia thing. No, but I know that. I know in real life he had one. Well, did you ever, and we don't know what state they're in because it doesn't tell us where they're going, but you have to go through California and Arizona and shit, but to get to the Grand Canyon... But, you know, th- the Grapes of Wrath.
1: Oh, that's true. All
0: those people came to California. So
1: he tells them, if they asked if there's Can any... Can I just say oh.
0: about Here Come the Brides?
1: I love that show.
0: He had character roles on a lot of shows, but he was a regular on Here Come the Brides. Yes, he and was. And I remember him from that. And I love that show because I had a very short period of life where I was in love with Bobby Sherman.
1: And I used to watch the reruns of it and had a real big crush on David's soul till I found out he was white
0: yeah, and I didn't, and Allegedly. I say, and I didn't like David Soule because I'm not into blondes. I'm usually much. not, but I liked him. And by the time he was on Starsky and Hutch, Paul Michael Glazier was my. I love oh, Paul Michael Glazier. I, I do not like I'm, David. Yeah, I like David. So anyways. Um, well, different strokes for different strokes. The one blonde actor from that era I liked was Frank Converse. I'm moving on. Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't uh, like him? He, he still gets He's my motor running today. He's a sexy man. Oh, what about. Remember when he was on All My Children?
1: No, it was General
0: Hospital. No. Uh, Days of Our Lives.
1: No. Would you no, let me brother. say it? No, you keep saying him, and I can't think of it. One you're going to have to cut that one
0: life, life to live. live. Anyways, <laughs> no, no, <I'm> they <laughs> ask him. The guy at the gas station, not Frank Converse. They ask. <laughs> not David Soltz.
1: They ask him if there are any sights to see, and he says, oh, well, Cactus Creek, which is a ghost town about 20 miles N- down Now,
0: there. hypothetical here. If you were on your way on a 400-plus drive, where you're taking apparently the back roads, so it's more than that, to the Grand Canyon with a station wagon full of kids and your maid, no indication of where Tiger is or anything, uh, by the He's way. gone. He's still long, long gone. gone. Would you, on the advice of a guy at a gas station, take a side trip to see uh, yeah. a ghost town yes. and assume you could camp there and stay there? You know what it makes me think of? The Flannery O'Connor story, A Good Man is Hard to Find. <laughs> when they're in the all in the car and they're going to find, the grandmother makes them go out yeah. on a side trip to find some place that doesn't exist. And they all but get killed. I, but, I probably would. I'd like to see a ghost town. Do you think Dad would have... No, Dad wouldn't. That's why I would. Yeah, okay. Anyways, the kids are intrigued. Mike says, how far is this? Cactus Creek, and as you know, I have an issue with yes, the use you of this and that. You
1: know, he used to do that all the time. Though my ex-husband,
0: Gordon. Yeah, he'd
1: say, "You seem to like this,"
0: but he did it in an ironic way. Yeah, he did. But the reason I have an issue is, you notice on every TV show when there's some new person introduced yes. that somebody else doesn't know who is this,
1: so and so. Right,
0: and I'm, um, I'm not a fan. So
1: Carol does not want to go since they'll be late for the trailer. They and must Carol, have a check-in time. Yes, or
0: Carol is not is not in favor of this. But she doesn't but Greg
1: says, we can just camp there.
0: We can just camp there. And of course, I would just assume, yes, I'm going to a ghost town I've never heard of. I have no guidebook. Of course, I can just camp there. Hey, I wouldn't, of course, there will be water, potable water. Of course, there will be ways for us to do shit. Yes, of course, there will be places to go to the bathroom. Of course, there won't be serial killers. Of course, we can just camp at this ghost town we've never heard of before. It's
1: a TV show, Mike. I mean, Bob Reed. So I'm surprised Bob Reed didn't have an issue with it.
0: Oh, and also, but Mike pays, and
1: also 650. Oh, $6.50 for a tank of gas plus
0: drinks. And he seems bemused by that amount. And so I don't know if he expected it to be more or less. I'm just saying it. And he doesn't tip. No, he certainly doesn't. He, he
1: seems like the type that wouldn't. I almost forgot Alice. I almost
0: Alice. forgot Alice. And this ghost town, if you ask me, looks like a Hollywood backlot.
1: It is a backlot from Bonanza. Mm. That's what Lloyd says. But I think it's pretty cool if it were real. I'd go to a ghost town like that, if it were real.
0: And, and, you know, the Manson Gang
1: hung out at a ghost town. It was a back lot. I think where they yes. lived was a back lot.
0: Yes, but that was used in a Westerns, home but back it was way out yes, in the middle of it was. Of the, it was <laughs> the Manson
1: family lived there. I know. <laughs> You're so funny, though. You're like, he knew. <laughs> but this was before... Wait, when did they do it? That was about the 70s. The, the, Wasn't it? 1970? Oh,
0: uh, yeah. They got arrested in 70.
1: So, that's kind of it's interesting. Right I know. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, Mike says, let's set up camp, and then we'll, we'll We'll uh, explore.
0: Except for Alice, who has to cook.
1: Yeah, well, Alice, yeah. And old geezer is watching from a balcony in clear view, but no one seems to notice him. He You no. think they could smell
0: him. Although when the mule he hawls later, it's like nobody says, what's a mule doing here? Or his horse, or whatever. She's,
1: uh, she's a mule. Yeah. I looked it up. A mule is the offspring of a male donkey and a female horse. A jack and a mare. Horses and donkeys are different species with different numbers of chromosomes. Then, how can they have a baby? It's like me having a baby with a chimp. It's Stuart Little. Which I did. (laughs) Uh, I didn't like Stuart Little. One of the two hybrids between these two species, a mule is easier to obtain than a henny. A henny is the offspring of a female donkey and a male horse. That's probably because a donkey is smaller than a horse and she probably would have complications from pregnancy.
0: Or just the sex. Oh, he's so Aww, cute. cute! But okay. anyway, okay. So he's got a mule with. Him. So an old geezer's watching them, and we realize fairly early on that it's Jim Backus who plays Thurston Howell <laughs> the Third on Gilligan's Island. I don't
1: think I realized until he, until we saw him close up, but I can't remember. Yes.
0: well, when you, when I saw him close up, I realized he was. So there's,
1: a, of course, there's an old stagecoach there. Like that, that's Why all just there shit. Be? Yeah.
0: So the kids are running around playing and all this shit. But actually,
1: when you think about it. If it was abandoned around the turn of the 20th century, that was only 70 years old.
0: And in all those 70 years, nobody's ever I gone? know, but I'm just saying. Okay. So he's concerned. <laughs> you're,
1: you're so, I, my disbelief is like totally suspended, and you're like, everything. Why would this happen?
0: Why would that happen? I it's know. It's like a fucking the Brady Rage Bunch.
1: Okay, so there's a stagecoach there, so Greg has a little, his little movie camera with him, and he's going to film a movie. Oh, hi, yes. And Bobby wants Peter to be the the robber because he's got shifty eyes. And he keeps saying it and crossing his eyes. And Peter says, you're going to be the first guy I shoot.
0: Good for Peter.
1: Which if he said that now, he'd get he kicked get, out of school.
0: Yes, he would.
1: Marsha is the school mom. Yeah. And Jan and Cindy get to play the dancing girls. Dance girls. He calls them dance hall girls.
0: And In other I think words he prostitutes prostitutes or sex workers, sex workers, as we would say now. And they get to use their sexual wiles.
1: Yes, and Peter shoots Bobby and he dies. Yes. And of course the old guy's spying again and, and he tells them to flirt with Peter so he won't shoot them. Alice calls them for lunch and the old guy steals the last chicken leg, yes.
0: He does. And Alice can't understand where the chicken leg went.
1: He's talking to his mule, the old guy. She is none too pleased. He tries to stick the chicken bone in her face and yes, she doesn't does. like she it. She doesn't
0: like it at all. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't either. I would want the chicken. <laughs> but he's he's afraid they're going to basically, he's yeah. afraid they're going to steal his gold claim. Yeah. Based he, on nothing.
1: He goes and introduces himself, though, to them. Zachariah T. Brown, his grandfather, built the town, he says. Yes. And he gives them a tour of the town. Alice, Mike, Alice doesn't like him from the get-go, you can tell.
0: But Mike calls him on his fake... does. yes but zachariah or whatever his name may be (laughs) doesn't seem too concerned about that and he leads them like a bunch of fucking sheep with no brains well he
1: gives them a tour of the town and he brings them into the jail and he leads them all and tells them to go
0: into the cell to look where look. Jesse James slept yeah, or something. And, and all the way to the back, all the way to the back. And they are very gullible.
1: And then he locks them in because, as he tells them, they are
0: not going to steal his claim. And they want to argue about whether or not they're going to steal his claim when they're locked in a fucking <laughs> jail cell in the middle of fucking nowhere. I would have bigger concerns with th- than whether he thought you were going to steal his claim. Now, maybe they thought that was a way to get out of the cell. Well, sell. I think they were trying to say no, you're wrong. Right. I would be no, like, forget right. about the fucking claim. Let me out of this fucking jail cell, you crazy coot.
1: So he takes off in the car and Carol
0: yells, Mike, do something! Yes, but and Mike shouldn't have left the keys in the car. I don't care if they're in the middle of a ghost cell. Actually, in Maine, I leave my keys in the uh, car all the time. Uh, oh no! Hey, people, you know she does leave yeah. her keys. Not not in South Portland, the big city, but up in my, where my house was in Belgrade. I left them. Although Absolutely. the problem is when you leave them in the car leave the car on. That happens that, to me. Yeah. But yeah, Carol wants Mike to do something because he's the man.
1: So later, the girls and Peter, I think, are sitting on the cot. Mike is standing alone, brooding <laughs> because of his. He's failed as a man.
0: Yes, he yeah. has failed as a man, and. Carol and Alice are looking concerned. The only one doing anything is Bobby. Bobby is looking
1: through the bars. He sees a key on the peg. Like a key is just sitting there on the fucking peg.
0: Non rusty, non dusty. Why would key. there
1: even be a key there? Why? I don't even. I don't know.
0: And well, as Peter points out, they always have two: one for the sheriff and one for the deputy.
1: Yeah, but okay. Now it's my turn to be Bobby. So Mike ties <laughs> all the belts together,
0: and I'm thinking that's not going to work. His
1: plan fails. Next they try throwing shoes at it. And
0: can I just say about this whole sequence?
1: It was very long. It, it
0: was a very long, time-wasting sequence. And one of the issues I have with shows when they go, quote-unquote, on the road, even though they weren't really on the road because they were on a Bonanza backlot at this point, is that being on the road seems to take a lot of room up where there should be a plot. Yes. This whole thing of them trying to get out of the jail cell was boring and I took know. too long. They, they finally, let's just say they finally get out.
1: Well, they use the socks tied together plus Carol's look. purse to get the key. So they are free but they're still stuck there.
0: So Mike's going to go for help.
1: Yes. Mike's going to walk down to the main road. And
0: Greg wants to go, but Mike tells him very grimly and seriously, I need a man to stay behind to look out for the others. (laughs) And you know what I said? Please. Ah, Please. It's fucking 1970. What? One. One. He needs a man to stay behind to look out for the others. Fuck that. So Peter wants to go, and Mike says, Do you think you're You're up to up to it? And Peter's like, Yeah.
1: Carol and Alice are worried. Carol worries. What will happen? And then there's no tag. There's just an announcement over the credits watch part two next week at the same time. Yeah. They're so excited. Continuing. This is the first time I've had a continuing episode. Yeah,
0: and so I guess we can go right into part two, Grand Canyon or bus.
1: Yes, and they show Carol worrying again, and they have an inner well, a monologue, uh, voiceover, yes. which they've never had before.
0: And she has a little flashback. She recapped. The donkey
1: concerned. is standing there. By- I broke the, or it's the mule. was standing there right behind him. Ooh. I wonder, a pothole, believe it or not. There must be water there, because Zach had that mule.
0: Nothing lives without water.
1: I know. So there must be water there. The mule would know where the water was.
0: Okay. (laughs) Why?
1: (laughs) Later, it's an issue that they don't have any water.
0: Yes, because the writers of the show... Apparently, Bob Reed wasn't on his game, and the writers of the show aren't paying a lot of attention. Obviously, there's water or... Zachariah and the mule would not be alive. Okay, so anyways... So Greg and Bobby are looking at the telephone. And that made me think, of many... There are several Mod Squad episodes. I just want to say, kind of a little teaser for next season when we do the Mod Squad, like this... Why do you look like that? I'm not. There's just one in particular in the second season of The Mod Squad, A Town Called Sincere, (laughs) when Link, because, of course, he's the smart one. Link's the smart one, yeah. Figures out how to rejigger the phone service that the bad guys, because the bad guys are holding them hostage in this
1: They get held hostage a couple times.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of different kind of desert held hostage
1: Mod Squads. Well, you know.
0: But the, the reason I thought of this one was because Link does that stuff with the phone, and I wondered if Bobby and Greg were going to do something similar. But nothing ever really comes with their phone.
1: No. Stuff. But they may us think they will. I don't know why they think a battery is going to work on a phone. I mean, no. it's a phone line. I know. I mean, and I'm not an engineer, but come on.
0: And the girls and Alice are being resourceful.
1: Carol and Cindy find a pump and start pumping to get water. And Marsha, Jan, and Alice are scraping an SOS into the dirt ground right. well into the dirt road so jan says uh, you know Marsha's like this is too hard the ground's too hard and jan says well i saw a plow down the street oh it's bessie bessie's the name of the mule so they get the plow and they look at bessie and bessie's like fuck that yeah, she lays yeah. down on the ground yeah. so guess who gets to pull it
0: alice,
1: alice because it's
0: not a brady bunch episode without humiliating oh, alice so they hook Alice up to the plow,
1: and then they show the Carolyn Cindy pumping, and dirt comes out, which, which I don't is even know how that possible. would work.
0: Another Robert Reed moment here. It's not possible for dirt.
1: To come out I to don't, don't like know that. how that would have Rust happened.
0: Rust might come out or a trickle rusty of rusty water, or something. but dirt wouldn't come out oh, like
1: no. that. It was strange.
0: And did you ever notice who Zachariah at times does sound like Thurston Howell? Yes, dirt, or Mr. Magoo. I know
1: Mr. Magoo is more than that. So Greg has hooked up the phone and they get it to Greg. Cindy's walking back from getting water. She hears a phone ringing and yeah. another in, a, in another building. So she goes in and picks up the phone and Greg's like, "Help us! Help us! We're stranded in a ghost town."
0: Cindy's <laughs> like, like, "That's so funny."
1: Are <laughs> so are we? And Greg yeah. just looks flabbergasted. Yeah. yeah, and that's the end of that.
0: It's a little similar to the Mod Squad. And then they
1: decide to build a. Signal fire when Mike shows up in the station wagon with Zach
0: and the trailer and everything. And Prince All is forgiven. Zach only took the car. Because he wanted to go file his claim so they couldn't steal it. Now, and wouldn't have filed back. a claim
1: before that? I don't like know I how don't know. that
0: gold rush stuff works.
1: He gives them 10% of his future haul, though. It
0: turns out he hasn't found any gold yet, so it doesn't matter.
1: Now they can get back on the road. To the Grand Canyon. So they're in the car singing. Singing away. They pull into the Grand Canyon, like the entrance, and a woman in a dress and heels. She's got like a park uniform, but it's a dress, Yeah, nylons, heels. Yep. Which I doubt Maybe, anyone yeah, wears today. I
0: don't know, yeah. Well, they probably had women that dress like Rangers. Yeah,
1: I mean, she greets them,
0: and nobody else is there. Unlike yeah, they can the, just pull over to the side of the road. Unlike the and real look Grand Canyon, at, where you're in, and is we, it like when bumper Liz and I, to in 1998, went to the North Rim, which is the less popular rim, and it was bumper to bumper. I
1: bet traffic. I it wonder was beautiful. how they—they they must have just closed the road but, for the filming, or
0: something. they must have. And it harkens back to an era when there were no selfie sticks or selfies because they're all actually turned looking at the Grand Canyon and all being, It just sounds so fake to me. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. And saying all these profound things about it. But they're actually looking at it instead yes. of with their back turned to it taking photos of themselves. With, with,
1: Although you with, don't know when they're standing at that thing if they're actually looking at the Grand Canyon.
0: It looks fake. But, but yet, no, knew, no.
1: they. Show, oh, I see from the back. Yes.
0: Yeah, because... I thought... Well, they show them from the front, too. which. Uh, right. And... Right. When it shows them from the front, it's like... Obviously, they filmed it and spliced it in. If I hadn't known that they'd actually... Gone on to the Grand Canyon, I would have thought it was, it, it was. Sometimes
1: when vistas like that too are filmed, yeah. it looks fakey,
0: like on film. Is it flat? I do want to say about the Grand Canyon, nothing you can ever see in a photo or on film or anything, even if it was some kind of Supermax 3D or whatever they call those IMAX films, does it justice. It's that's what I've heard. It's so. Overwhelming to see it. That it's very uh, I want inspiring. Yeah, yeah. That I, you just look at your camera and you say this thing's useless. Here. I'll take photos, I know, but you, it's you not. You can't. Gonna...
1: There's no point. And Alice has like been reading the guidebook the whole time. Well, I'm glad somebody was. So they go to some. They see some Hopi tribe. We assume. Dancing. Yeah, dancing. And
0: everybody's watching. All the tourists are watching them. And. I'm not saying that this doesn't happen there, and it probably does, but you feel like it's good
1: like demonstration for tourists I mean that's, that's a so nice way to put, it put. i was
0: I was saying more that it i I feel bad for the Indians I feel like they're performing this complicated intricate ritual ritual for for the amusement of the white people as part of the white people's Grand Canyon experience. It makes me think of like Disney World or or, you know what's the other one Epcot you know it's Mm -hmm. like I'm not in any way demeaning what they're doing I, I, I just feel
1: i understand what you're saying oh oh, and then there's a fake rain there's a rainstorm because it's a rain dance and greg or someone says i wonder if they thing ever work
0: well mike kind of mansplains that it's a ritual blah 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 but indicates that it's not gonna make it rain and then of course the storm clouds immediately gather and thunder and it rains.
1: So the next morning they're watching the sunrise and that's when Mike tells Alice they are going to be going down to the bottom of the canyon on mules and she is not thrilled. And And everyone's and Mike, of course, has to admonish when they're getting on the mules. Mike has to admonish everyone.
0: And I know we had, I have two things to say. I know we had a difference of opinion about this. But my feeling is if Alice, if they're going down and they're going to be down there for three days, and poor Alice obviously has to do all the cooking, that she should have been told in advance. That they were going down there.
1: Well, my it. point was was that what difference does it make? She has the same amount of food either way.
0: No, because I don't. I am assuming they didn't bring all their stuff with them on the mules down to the campground because they left their camper I up know.
1: There. Oh, I see. So you're you're saying from she the campground to, to the mules? Oh, but they the can pack them. Down to the
0: bu- Like why can't? Mike- yes, but Alice would have known because I'm guessing she's the one who had to pack the food.
1: Maybe I don't know. And I, the other thing I, is I Carol's wearing like this leisure suit. Uh, she's wearing a pantsuit. Alice, of course, has to act silly getting on the mule. So how does she keep her hair like I, that? I
0: wonder. And I thought it was kind of sad. Because they're all getting on and going and Mike saying, listen to the guides, blah, blah, blah. When Alice finally does, after being made to look silly, get on her mule, she's on backwards. And then she looks around and says, where did they all go? I know. And she looks very sad. Oh,
1: well. The mules are cute. <laughs> they are, Yeah. I mean, you got going to argue with that. And Alice no. looks very good in her pants.
0: She does, in her plaid camp shirt. She looks cute. And they waste, an, they waste <laughs> a hell of a lot of time <laughs> like, showing those fucking mules going down. Well, oh, that man.
1: actually, according to Lloyd Schwartz, it takes, and anybody else has done it, it takes like a day, a full day. And they didn't actually go down to the bottom on uh, mules. So what they did was, you know, they rode down partway or something, and then they just like... I don't know, made it seem like it took all day.
0: Yeah. And, and because the like at the walking, bottom
1: of the canyon scenes are filmed in some canyon. Yes, watching it,
0: it seemed like it took all day. <laughs> yeah. And it, just a lot of wasted time. Again, my issue there with shows being yeah. on the road. The other thing, and I'll just say this now and not leave it, although it drove me nuts the entire time they were down there, is that it's very hot at the I bottom know. of the Grand Canyon. Why are they You need sweaters a lot of water. And yes, and people die. And I even looked it up. A couple dozen people a year die from lack of water and from heat exhaustion Ah, at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I don't want to go down there. And Mike lectures them that it can be dangerous when they get down there. Yes, he does. But nobody ever talks about friggin' water or heat. Carol's wearing a, yeah, Carol's Carol's wearing a pantsuit. A A pantsuit. Why can't Carol be in jeans? Why is she wearing a pantsuit? I don't know. She's on a mule for a whole day going to the bottom of the fucking Grand Canyon. She's wearing a pink pantsuit. I don't know. With belted and everything. I know. Hey, hey,
1: you're preaching to the choir here. Bobby is vandalizing a rock. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure that he could go go to prison for that. Cindy comes up and does not know what a fossil is because she's a fucking idiot.
0: I feel like some of these things were just... What's the fossil? I know, and I think some of this was just to help educate the less bright viewers.
1: Yeah. Maybe. And there's a Native kid standing there. He takes off, so they decide to follow him.
0: And I just want to say now that I have known Indians, Native Americans... We've seen them. <laughs> we live in a state. They are, and I've seen them on TV and stuff, and they dress just like we do. They don't wear headbands and tunic-type yeah, shirts. Yeah, but maybe
1: he was hes trying to make money off the tourists. I don't know.
0: Was that? Did you <laughs> see anywhere the plot he was trying to make money off the tourists? I thought he looked cute, though. He he was adorable. His name adorable is Jimmy Pacaya. Boy. Bobby and Cindy are running after him like he's a rabbit, and they and want then, to catch
1: him. And then they <laughs> so then we go back to the campground, and Greg has been looking for them, and Mike is upset, very upset, because he told them not to wander off. He told he everybody not and to he wander makes, off.
0: He makes a point of that.
1: When they break up into groups of three,
0: but nobody has wandered. So with Mike, them.
1: Peter, and it's Jan. Mike.
0: No, because they break up into weird groups. It's Mike, Peter, and Marsha. Oh, okay. Carol, Jan, and Greg.
1: And then Alice stays. Alice is holding the camera because she probably has to wash the
0: dishes and shit.
1: And back to Bobby and Cindy... They lost the kid, now they're lost.
0: And the protracted search scenes of everybody calling Well, Bobby they're
1: concerned today. because night is coming and Mike is getting very annoyed and upset. Yeah, Mike's more He's getting out. annoyed with Peter. And
0: apparently not... Because
1: Peter keeps making stupid comments. Yeah, like, saying, we're going to freeze
0: to death. And Mike's like, no, No, no one's going to freeze, freeze to death. death. Stupid shit. Or they'll get eaten by a cheetah and Mike's... But nobody mentions the biggest concern which is people who get in fact i found when i was looking up the stats i found a story of a woman who they, whose body they just found ah! a few days ago who was with her daughter and a nephew or niece the kids were like 10 11 12 or something and she had gone there many times but they got they ran out of water ah. and she had the kids sit tight while she went to find help and water she got lost the kids were found Dehydrated, but okay. She was found dead of heat exhaustion. And, and I just want to say, I don't want to be all Robert Reed about it, but somebody has to be, since he obviously wasn't. And it's not only in the Grand Canyon. You can be in Baxter State Park, Maine. But the biggest issue when you're out there, if you get lost and don't have water, yeah. you can fucking You know, die. it's
1: an interesting coincidence. What's that? Today, in the car, Hannah and I were talking. My daughter... Obviously watch shit obvious. on YouTube all the time All sorts of random things. And so she has all these random facts that she has to tell me. So today she said, you know, the human body can live for six weeks without food, but you can die in a few days without water. That's what she said today. Isn't that funny? It
0: is funny. I mean, an interesting coincidence. It is, and, and it's even more of a coincidence because that is something that's very key to the plot of the mystery novel I'm writing.
1: Gee, what a fucking coincidence. I'm glad you brought that up.
0: It is a coincidence, and it's funny that Hannah would bring that up when
1: it is, <laughs> Did you tell her? Maybe you told her. Maybe she no, heard you I'm say gonna that. I'm going
0: to have Hannah start reading my stuff
1: instead of you. <laughs> so um, then they show Bobby and Cindy again. Poor Cindy's crying and Bobby's trying to comfort her. It's kind of sad they're sitting on he's a rock.
0: Yes, and it
1: pans out on them sitting on the rock to show us how alone they are in that large yes. desertish bottom of the... Grand canyon. grand canyon and a voiceover says "Don't no miss part three next week mm-hmm.
0: so now we ease into the third grand canyon episode brady brady and it starts with the last one started with a carol flashback and this well this
1: one starts yeah it starts with the zoom in to bobby mm-hmm. and cindy sitting on a rock and from, we from hear mike
0: there. kind of a little bit of a recap he buries the lead about the kids being lost but he says they loved the hopi indian rain dance and then he says I had warned the kids to stay together because, of course, he has to, even in his flashback, (laughs) lecture. yes, And then there's ominous, it shows little Jimmy, and there's ominous Indian war music. Well, they
1: show Bobby and Cindy stumbling along, and Jimmy is watching them from afar.
0: And and when Jimmy is watching them, it plays that ominous Indian war music (laughs) because, of course, we're supposed to be scared. Of Indians, even cute little boy ones. And he approaches them, and his name is Jimmy Pacoia. Bobby says, How? And to yes. Jimmy's credit, he says, How what? And Bobby's a good. So, and... so the first Indian cliche, knocked down.
1: Thank you, Jimmy.
0: But you would think, Oh, maybe they're going to do this and knock down Indian cliches, no, but that. no.
1: He tells them he'll bring them back to the camp. If they don't tell on him, he's run away from his grandfather, we find out.
0: During the conversation he has, Bobby refers to himself and Cindy as pal. Yeah, and he
1: says, cut out that. And he says, cut out that pal
0: face stuff, so another cliche, knock that. Yes, that's true. But the cliches continue bobby uses uses the old forked tongue yes he does that
1: too that's right so they tell him he's lost and bobby says have you seen the camp around here and he said yeah i know where where you guys are camped and bobby's like well can you bring us back to the camp or cindy asks him yeah if he will and he says no <laughs> like, why not? And he's like, because you'll tell on me. I ran away from my grandfather and I don't want anyone to tell. And they're like, look, we won't tell if you bring us back. And Bobby says, we'll even bring you some food from the camp tonight. And so he brings him back and he says, well, I'll meet you tonight by these rock. They agree on the plan and then there's a tearful reunion. Carol's very, very happy. Carol's the one that finds him. Yeah. They go back and Carol has sent Jan and Greg to look for them. So they can get lost. So she sees them, and they cry, and she says she's crying with joy. Yes. And Mike, of course, lectures them. Yes. He loves that. And he makes them promise not to wander again. And then they come up with a plan, Bobby and Cindy, to bring Jimmy some food. They're like, how are we going to get food out of here? Yeah. And then they're at the campfire. Greg's playing the guitar and singing, and Bobby and Cindy are acting furtive. And I noticed that when Peter's singing... He's not really singing.
0: No, I know, because... They only made him out. And
1: of course, Alice has to sit by herself by the food. Yes, well, she's the help. So she can con- to serve con- con- continue to After serve them. After forcing
0: her to ride a mule for a day, which she didn't want to do. So
1: Bobby and Cindy, they get some more hot dogs from Alice. Bobby has the idea of taking the batteries out of the flashlight and filling it with beans. Ugh.
0: And all I could think of when this I saw was gross. He must be really hungry to want to eat that.
1: Yeah. Well, he's a boy. The boys will eat anything. Everyone seems to be asleep. So Bobby gets up. The boys are sleeping outside. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't say that at the beginning, but when they set up camp, they mentioned the girls are going to be sleeping in this t- in the tent, right. or maybe two tents, tents
0: Yeah, and, and the boys, the boys are, are sleeping, sleeping
1: outside, so they can be bitten by scorpions. <laughs> I don't know. So Bobby gets up, and he whistles to Cindy, who crawls over everyone to get out. Which you would think would have, have wake woken somebody, somebody up. up. Cindy hears a coyote and wants to go back, but Bobby says, no, they promised, and Jimmy's hungry.
0: He has to be the big man. And
1: he's like, how would you feel? You know how hungry he probably is. Yes. And he is hungry. He chows down on the hot dogs and beans. But before he can really get started eating, Greg and Peter show up looking for Bobby, Bobby and, Cindy. and Cindy.
0: And once they tell them what's going on, Greg urges Bobby and Cindy.
1: Well, Greg is very bossy, too.
0: Yes, as usual. He, he says to...
1: they have to go. He mm-hmm. doesn't care about, oh, he doesn't really care about Jimmy. Right. He's like, they have to get back to camp if Dad finds out. Okay, cool. yeah, so Bobby tells Jimmy, you can come back with him. Maybe my mom and dad can help. And Jimmy's like, uh, no. no. he doesn't want He's to... telling and... his grandma. Grandfather.
0: And Greg urges Bobby and Cindy to tattle. Yes. And he does. He
1: said, Jimmy saved your life and you might be saving his. Yes. Now Mike is up now as well.
0: Well, it's funny. And he's this scene, fucking pissed. So all of a sudden, but they're all there. So it's the three boys and Cindy and they see this silhouette and they're very scared. And then it turns out it's Mike. <laughs> and it reminds <laughs> me of a time that summer we were camping that I think I talked about earlier with the station wagons. And we had been, we were at a place called Searsport Shores in Searsport, Maine. And me and Jimmy and Billy had been fishing. And I use that in quotes because I don't think we were, we had fishing poles, but I think we were just goofing around off the bridge in Belfast. The little bridge down where the chicken thing place was. And I don't know if dad was going to come pick us up at an appointed time or what, but us being kids, I was 12, Jimmy was 11, and Billy was... We turned eight that Yeah, so we decided to walk back. It was seven miles. We started on Route 1 and then decided to go down to the beach, and we did all sorts of stuff. I think we at one point went into the pool at one of the hotels along the way and all sorts of other stuff. And so we're walking down the beach hours later, and we see ahead of us, we thought at first it was a midget <laughs> way ahead of us on the beach, and then we realized it was Dad, and he was sitting on a rock. And he was in he had those, remember those white shorts? He had white shorts and a white T-shirt and his white hat on. So we, at first we thought it was this little white... <laughs> But then it was Dad, and he was pissed. Oh, I bet. Not unlike Mike <laughs> at this moment. But it reminded me of that because they think Mike is, like, Bigfoot or something, I think. And then all of a sudden it's Mike.
1: And he is... Um, and, well, Peter and Greg make Bobby explain what's going on. Yes, they force himself. Know. And then the next scene is Mike talking to Jimmy.
0: And Jimmy explains he doesn't want... He's run away and Mike's like, his home so bad? And this, he only thinks about the old Indian yes, ways, his grandfather. Because Mike's, like, Mike's like, is he mean to you? But no, it's because he only thinks about the old Indian... Indian ways and I'm tired of being an Indian, and I want to be an astronaut. And Mike
1: says, "Well, Mike says, well, he's proud of his heritage,
0: and he also points out nice. that you can be an Indian, you can be both, and an astronaut." And I'm not sure if we had any Indian astronauts, but yeah, hey, you can always hope. someday, maybe even one could be present.
1: Mike gives some actually good advice. He says he should give your grandfather okay. a chance. But Tell him, because Mike says, "Well, what did he say when you told him this?" And he and hasn't told. He's him. like, "I haven't told him," and he's like, well, he said, "Well, maybe." He should. Mike, should. Mike is very nice. Yeah,
0: Mike is nice. He his lectures lecture, and his lecture, yes, his, his yes. But Jimmy stays over at camp.
1: Well, yes, Mike says, and "Come back to camp. Bring him back home in the morning." Go. So
0: the boys are sleeping, and Bobby and Jimmy are spooning.
1: Yes, they are.
0: Let's go back a minute to the astronaut thing, because I remembered there was something you wanted to say about that.
1: Oh, yes, the the first Native American astronaut was John Harrington, or is John Harrington? I
0: guess I don't know if there's any others, but he since 2002. Mike points out to Carol. That Jimmy might be the first Indian whoever lands on Mars. And then they both chuckle at the absurdity of that.
1: I know they do. So the next day when they get out of bed, as I could have predicted and anybody, Jimmy is gone. Yes. And Mike says he's going to go look for him.
0: Yeah. Because, like, of course, they Mike will be able to find him. Looking for people.
1: So the ladies are making breakfast. Yes. Alice jokes about a forest ranger.
0: She wants a ranger.
1: Because she's going to get water. So she yes. says, if I don't come back, send a ranger. And then she says, no matter what, send a ranger.
0: Right. And then we have our, the Alice humiliation yes, moment Yes, because she's the episode stumbling around. Where, cause
1: she's, and she's like walking on the side of a hill for some yes. reason. Yes. And she sees a tall, good-looking guy.
0: And he speaks to her. So he
1: just says hi. And she says hi.
0: He greets her. Yes. And he speaks to her in a native language, and to her credit, she tries to... I guess they learned a greeting or something. She
1: learned a greeting, she said that. And hi.
0: so she tries to speak to him, but that's all she knows.
1: And he thinks she's Mrs. Brady, so he thanks her.
0: And then there's some the squaw, she brings him back and he to goes, him. Mr. Brady has two squaws. Yeah. Which I don't think an Indian would say. And first of all, he's speaking English like it's a second language, which I don't think is... And, uh, um, and then she and we're she's gonna... a, then Alice refers to herself as a squad junior grade.
1: Yeah. And and the name of that actor is Jay Silverheels. He played Tato. Yes. And he, we're going to talk about him later because.
0: He also, to keep up with the stereotypical Indian imagery, he has to mention that Mr. Brady has a large tribe. Yes, he does. He does. And apparently that means Mike has is very good at sex because he makes some implications. To that. Yeah, maybe he is. And then he's, and it's funny because he says groovy, so we all get a big laugh out of it." And then
1: he's saying uh-huh, yes. And then he invites them to a ceremony. Which I don't know is an because authentic... Because we
0: mentioned that this is Jimmy's grandfather? Maybe we if didn't. If we didn't, it is. And
1: then they have this ceremony that's like some kind of naming ceremony, which I don't know what? if it's real or some tourist thing. Maybe someone who is Hopi can tell us. Maybe.
0: And they're also, like, they keep using phrases, like, he keeps using phrases like many moons ago and stuff. Which I, I, I don't know. I don't... The whole thing, his whole speech... It's contrived? Yeah, sounds like something... Some, and racist. Is, Yes, sounds like something some Hollywood scriptwriter would write based on Indian cliches.
1: So they have this ceremony, and do you know all their
0: names? I think so. He adds the Bradys to the tribe, to his tribe, in his speech, and he gives them all Indian names. And the names kind of really vary in their appeal. Mike is big eagle of large nest. Mm.
1: Carol is. You know, maybe the grandfather Mike had uh, something. Maybe they something did. Why like
0: he's got a large nest? Carol is yellow flower of many petals. Hmm. What does that mean, though? Many petals. Uh, maybe she's got a lot of hair. <laughs> or maybe the petals are her the girls kids. Or something. Oh yeah. Greg is stocking wolf. <laughs> Peter, they can't really decide on a name. First he's middle buffalo, and Pete doesn't like that. So then he's. Um, sleeping lizard, sleeping lizard right like and Pete doesn't like he that he never gets so one. he's like I'll come back to you Cindy's wandering blossom which I kind of like that one yeah Bobby's little bear who loses way uh-uh. Jan is dew of the morning lily hmm. like, that was kinda that's kind of nice Marcia is willow dancing in the wind yeah and Alice is squat and waiting yeah, I bet she likes that. And then he makes them dance like idiots. It yeah. reminded me of the old western where the guy shoots at people's feet. <laughs> no, like, I know. Because they think they're all doing this dance. And he's, <laughs> he's just making them look stupid because he, he hates just, white he people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then no, they my. show them. There's no tag. They just show the car. It's well, they the, show them leaving the Grand Canyon. Right. And they, it's say one of the, bye. they say bye to the woman at the gate in yeah. the dress. Yep, and Dobby says he, they're the Brady Braves now. And she's probably like, I really don't Yeah, she's like, get the fuck out of (laughs) there. And then they show a long shot of him going down the road, and that's the end of the that trifecta
0: of. Thank God, we're going back to (sighs) reality. Reality. We're going back to the house and the. And this is a good one: the Wheeler Dealer. And it starts where Greg is driving the Yeah, there's no audio.
1: It's clear that Mike is directing Greg. Yes, Mike is
0: lecturing with his hands. Well, he's pointing. Greg, and he's driving's just, uh, Greg is
1: just smiling while he's, he's, he's driving. Greg's
0: with the wind blowing in his hair.
1: And he's wearing his favorite striped shirt. And it looks to me like they could have actually been driving while they were doing that scene. It doesn't look that fake. It fake-y. does look
0: like they're driving. It doesn't
1: look fake. It doesn't look
0: fake at all. So they get home and the driveway is littered Yes, with toys. it's got There's a, a
1: crib, a wagon,
0: it's a, it's like all the toddlers would play I know. Right. <laughs> like, Why do they keep the fucking driveway clear?
1: A hula hoop, a skateboard. I know. It's like it's.
0: <laughs> and then it, Greg, and then Mike makes some joke about Greg, you know, mastering the obstacle. The course. Brady
1: obstacle course. And and, then, and he's like, "Don't park on the grass." What grass? <laughs> I know.
0: I <laughs> mean, the astroturf.
1: Uh, Mike gets up and goes in the house, and Greg stays in the driver's seat and he's pretending to drive. Right. And Jan and Marsha walk up. They're coming home from school. And they're, of, they
0: laugh and laughing They
1: laugh. <laughs> his stare. They laugh uproariously and Greg points and him, him and make him very insecure. Right?
0: They sneer and he's going for his driver's test the next day and he points out that they don't give a license to just anybody.
1: And they're like, "He's yeah. wrong
0: about that because yeah. <laughs> see, he goes in the kitchen analysis Alice is reading the driver's manual. Yes,
1: and she says." She doesn't know how to drive and never has. That was not uncommon for I her was, generation. I was going to say this. Neither of our thing. grandmothers, there were a lot of women that did not drive in, fact, in that generation. One of, I remember when I was 15 in driver's ed, there were two older women in my class that's husbands had died. And they had never driven. Yeah, there were a lot of women. It, was not, drive, uncommon, it was not uncommon. So,
0: Although, Alice didn't have a husband to drive her around.
1: I'm no, not no. saying
0: it's uncommon for her, but... Remember, there was a few episodes ago when Alice brought... Yeah, Cindy well, she
1: did, She could have brought her in a taxi, though. We yeah, don't know.
0: We don't know. So, we have to have the comic relief... Yes, she says they'll
1: teach her. But it's kind of a cute and scene. And she's holding... They have a
0: nice camaraderie. It's a platter. Yeah, a platter. And, of course, Cindy comes in and is afraid free Cindy and Bobby. Because Alice is They driving.
1: don't get... Well, they don't get what's going on yeah. at first. They're just like, what? Because they're miming, driving... But Greg and Alice are sitting next to each other in chairs and pretending to drive. So then they go into the living room. Carol is looking out the front door because she thought she heard a car because they're waiting anxiously to see if Greg got his license. Marsha and Jan are there wondering where Greg is. And Marcia says he's going to be insufferable when he gets his mm-hmm. license. And so Greg comes in. He's acting sad. He's like, Dad I had to go back to work. Yeah, the old, he has this really weird looking he's done red shirt before. with these patch pockets And he's on. done
0: this before.
1: Yeah, but they always fall for it. And they're they're so Sad. They're sympathetic, and then ha! He's joking. He, he got, got his it. license,
0: and then Jan, in a little bit of a manic little moment, goes, "Ah, eh, they'll give a license to everybody, ha ha!" Because Greg had said earlier they want to give a license to just
1: everybody.
0: Mm, okay. So she gets her manic on a and little.
1: C- Carol says, "Well, Greg, you can borrow my car anytime, or Mike's sometimes." And Greg says, "Oh, don't worry, I'm going to get my own car." And Carol's like, "Ah, oh, yeah." Know. And then
0: we right, and we go to the boys' room, and Greg's. Looking at cars. The
1: car porn, mask. And what
0: happened to that one he liked, remember, when he got I a know. job know. Well, that, was, that was a couple for? years
1: ago. And Peter and Bobby make fun of him because he doesn't have any money. Yeah.
0: So Mike comes in to the room, and Greg's in there. Mike, Showing
1: him this car that he well, wants. Well,
0: Mike's a little concerned because Carol obviously told Mike that Greg is planning on buying it. And Mike
1: says, your name is Brady, not Onassis.
0: Ha, <laughs> And Greg has $109. See, and acts, a hundred and nine dollars
1: saved, which is you know how much that is worth now. How much? About six hundred and fifty-seven dollars. So you want
0: to be able to buy much? But it's yeah, but those things are weird because different
1: different yeah, yeah. different
0: things. I bought my first car for seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, nineteen sixty-eight Rambler Rebel. In nineteen eighty three. But Mike acts like he's impressed. We find out later. He's he's pleased, yes. I think he's pleased because
1: he well, we find out later he thinks that Greg does not have enough to buy a car.
0: And he makes Greg promise that before he buys a car he will let Mike look at it, yes. and Greg swears he will. Because
1: Mike is a control freak and needs to control everything. The next scene is Mike's den with Carol, and she does not like the idea of Greg with a car. Oh,
0: says, I do not like the idea of a 16-year-old.
1: And Mike says, what difference does it make whose car he's driving? If he's driving, he's driving a car. He's driving my car, your car, he could be driving his own car. It doesn't matter.
0: And, and he says... And then he
1: says he'll never be able to buy what he wants for 100 bucks anyway.
0: And, and Mike tells her she's not being logical, and she says, I don't have to be logical. I'm a, I'm a murderer. And then yeah. Mike's like, yeah, what kind of car is he going to get for $100? Curl points out that he really wants a car right now. Yes. He's, gonna He's not
1: going to wait. Yes, no. And she's she says, right. Mike says, well, what kind of car is he going to get for 100 bucks?" And right when he says that, it segues into the next scene. Yeah,
0: they all not Which is Island. a piece
1: of shit car yeah. that Greg's friend, Eddie... Eddie it's a Peter. is selling. But and
0: Eddie should
1: have been a car salesman. Yes. Well, Eddie's wearing a weird, like, peachy tan sweater with puffy periwinkle stripes. It's, it's a strange 70s. outfit. And he's played by Christopher Beaumont, who was in tons of stuff in the 70s. Yes, he's very when funny. he was older, he played, like, executive types a lot in the, those 80s soap. But Eddie so. is he's, giving he's, Craig the He's quite self. the salesman.
0: He has an answer for every He objection. does.
1: He does. you got to give him credit. No. Just needs a little bit of work. Like, the. seat. It's like almost gone. And, and then
0: he does the old, Greg's like, well, I told my dad, but Eddie does the old salesman trick. I got another guy oh, coming and gonna, he is ready to he buy He is this. ready
1: to buy. He's jumping. In. There's no time for your dad to look and at. He just
0: plays Greg. And he tries to honk the horn
1: and the and horn won't
0: yeah. Stop. I know, yeah. The
1: engine sounds off. And, and so and this was, I looked up what kind of car this was. Mm-hmm. 1957 Chevrolet Bel Air. Nice. He tells Greg that if Greg fixes it up a little, it'll be worth. Like 500 bucks. Well, you know how much one of those in even worse condition than this? I saw the lowest price one now, if you were to buy one, would have been 8,000 bucks. I saw 64,000 for one that was fixed up. I saw a couple still in pretty bad shape for like 20,000, so. Hmm. It's a pretty good investment if you had kept it. Yes. But you can say that about just about anything. So anyways, they're back home.
0: And Carol and Alice are in the kitchen.
1: And they hear this and horrible noise. Th- and Alice noise. says, it
0: sounds like oh, the mating <laughs> call of a lovesick moose. Yes.
1: It's this horrible horn. Oh. And everybody
0: hears it. And goes out to see Greg's junkie
1: Greg car. Greg in his car, and Mike is not. Mike happy. isn't happy. Greg says it's a classic, which it actually is now. And Mike says, "Um, I thought you were gonna let me look at it." And Greg's like, "I know, but there wasn't time." Yeah, Greg got and and st- he's very suckered. optimistic about but- it. He's very excited. He thinks he can fix it up. And Mike says, "Well, I'll try to help you." Mike is Mike looks, you know, takes the manual from Greg and starts flipping through. He's like, "Well, okay." He isn't too happy happy but i think he realizes greg's gonna learn a lesson and that kind of tempers his you know being pissed so then the kids are all trying to help greg fix the car up which it looks to me like all they're doing is cleaning it they're not really working on it
0: i wondered how greg got the kids to all do uh, like i was expecting some remark about that he had promised them rides or something but apparently they're just all helping him out of the goodness of his Mm. car (laughs) Bobby and Cindy are vacuuming the engine, which is not helpful at all. It's a gag. Alice is boiling the carburetor, but we don't know that at first. Well. Carol comes in and she's trying to be nice, but you can tell it must smell awful because she guesses... I wonder what it ...all these awful like. smelling things, and it's the carburetor.
1: And then the next scene is the driveway. The family all comes out of the yeah, house. Yeah, one
0: of those. I call them the group herd scenes. Yeah. Because they all come out and arrange themselves, and they're all babbling, and it all seems like, oh, we're all acting, and the director told us to do this. When Greg finally gets the cover off the car, it looks pretty good. It looks beautiful. And I can't imagine the kids were able to make the car look like that. But that's just me.
1: Well, it sounds like Greg did most of the work, but he tells them he redesigned the engine. Yes,
0: and they have all these parts left over, like that old "I Love Lucy" I gag. Know. But it sounds good for a minute.
1: And then it goes haywire, which I, I think is funny. Now, I wondered, and I didn't read anything about the scene, but it makes me wonder if the car was, was set up that way, but they didn't tell anybody exactly what was going to happen. Because
0: everybody he, seems, you're right, yeah, everybody seems Even very, Greg. Yes. Although
1: thanks. that seems like the director probably said, no matter what happens, seem kind of yeah. like you're annoyed.
0: Because he pressed the horn, and the wipers went on, and then the roof starts going up <laughs> and down. Everything starts... And the radiator starts spewing steam, and then the seat goes back... <laughs> And yeah, the, everybody's and the laughing.
1: Convertible top starts yeah, to. Yeah, and they
0: all laugh at his. They just laugh, and
1: he just looks upset. And, and
0: it's unsafe at any speed. No. And Greg is so pissed at Eddie. Yeah. It's all Eddie's fault. Yeah.
1: Yes, Greg and Mike are on the driveway, and Greg laments that he bought a lemon. And Mike says, he made a business deal. He got the better of you.
0: Mike is actually. Let happy. the
1: buyer beware. Yes, Mike is very. Because he got a pleased. chance to a
0: lecture, and then he explains, he mansplains the whole art of selling to Greg, and I have an issue with, with the, with what happens later because of this. And Greg says, so he lied to me, and Mike goes, well, yeah, but it's gilding the lily. He
1: says, well, sometimes they do, do well, I thought the way he said it was, yes, sometimes they do do that.
0: Yeah, and it's gilding the
1: lily. Yeah, or they call it gilding the lily, but yes, it's lying. And
0: Mike is wearing a very groovy new shirt. Yes, he at is. This
1: point. Uh, yeah, Mike loves, though. He loves... Mike, yeah, I think I, he gets so involved with this lecture, he doesn't realize that Greg is taking it totally the wrong way. Well,
0: to Greg's credit, Mike doesn't really elaborate enough for Greg no, to take it any other he does way. does And Mike, and I just want to say... Greg is too dumb
1: to figure it out.
0: Well, what's to figure out? No, Mike he doesn't really it again, like, say it's wrong to do that. He kind of says, this is how... Well, he,
1: yes. I agree with you but he explains what what people do when they when right, they're selling right. And that you have to beware of what they're doing. Yes, and he, but he doesn't say, I'm just because I'm explaining to you how they do it doesn't mean. Right. And I agree with you. He should have explained it better. Because he also should understand that every time he tries to lecture these kids, they totally take everything right. the wrong way yeah. and do the opposite of what he's trying to teach them.
0: Right. And two things. He uses caveat emptor, yes. which then gives everybody the opportunity to say it wrong and make jokes mm-hmm. about it because they're all morons. And he also says, in very Mike way, it's the important thing is that you learn something.
1: Yes. He's very happy that. And so the next thing we see is in the boys' room, and Greg tells Peter and Bobby he's going to find someone dumber than him. Right,
0: and he uses the term caveat yeah, man, I'm on the t- and, P- and Bobby's like, I know Latin. Yeah. And he says, like, a pig Latin. Uh, Ab- Ab- B- Bay 80 Bray, that's right. my name. And he goes, that's pig Latin, loser. <laughs> yes.
1: And, yeah, and then Greg says, all I've got to do is find someone dumber than me. And, and Bobby
0: says, that won't be easy. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was pretty funny. There's some of the funniest things are between the boys.
0: I know. And then Ronnie comes up.
1: And Ronnie might look familiar to you. He played Toad, was that his name, on American Graffiti? And he's been in a million things. But this was his first role. This was his first. According to Barry Williams' book, it's Charles Martin Smith as the actor. And according to Barry Williams, this was his absolute first acting role. But he's just in tons of stuff, and that's why he looks familiar. He's bald now.
0: Yeah, and Greg is using the same sales pitch. He
1: is. Exactly the same. And, and, well,
0: Ronnie has some of the exact same concerns. And the Martian, Jan saunter over and they almost blow the whole thing yes they pipe. they
1: become very sarcastic. And then Cindy comes
0: over with the leftover parts <laughs> and greg mentioned she's nine so i guess she's nine now although
1: and, she acts like she's like four now
0: right and you know ronnie turns it on or greg turns it on and the engine says the engine doesn't sound well so good. well
1: i was gonna say when cindy comes up with the box of parts greg's greg's like i got a candy bar in my dress <laughs> you, you know yeah, have-
0: he sends her off <laughs> So it looks like he's. Ronnie's a little skeptical, but it looks like that Greg's. Yes, Ronnie is torn.
1: He looks torn.
0: But then we get to Carol and Mike, and the girls are explaining how Greg's.
1: Tricking. Oh yes, but first I was going to say Mike is wearing a deep pink turtleneck and a maroon sport jacket. Yes, very cool.
0: Mike and, and, and Mike yes. got some groovy new clothes. And Martian Jan.
1: Well, Martian Jan tell him how he tried to get them to lie, and then that he gave Cindy a candy bar.
0: Yes, and so they're tattling. And Mike and Carol. I know no one calls to call them on. on.
1: Mike and Carol seem very suspicious about it. And
0: Mike's afraid Greg learned the wrong lesson. Well, what lesson was he supposed to fucking learn?
1: Well, oh, so Peter and Bobby come out and Mike asks if they sold the car. And Bobby and Peter say that Greg called Ronnie a pigeon. And yeah, one of them says something about caveat emptor, emptor, and Carol's like, where in the world did he hear
0: about that? God forbid our kids know anything Latin terms. But Mike asks Greg, is that all you got out of our talk?
1: Yes, they're in the den now, and yeah. and yes. And he says he sold him the car, took the money, but then he couldn't go through he it. He let with the
0: it. sucker off the hook. He did. Greg says, I guess I'm a pretty crummy businessman, but Mike... Um, and Carol are happy that he's, yes, he's a good
1: human being. And his car fell apart in front of the junkyard. What a
0: coincidence. And he sold it to the junk man for $50.
1: And Mike says, like, you and learned a lesson for said, 50 bucks, Right.
0: If you learned something, it's worth it. Mike likes his aphorisms,
1: and Mike loves it when you learn things. Yes,
0: and Mike and Carol are amused and pleased by Greg's. By They're the very of very this. happy.
1: And so the tag is Carol is rushing Jana, Marsha out with tutus. these
0: awful tutus. Just and awful. Cindy
1: also in a bright red yes. one, which is ugly. And Mike is
0: trying to go play golf, and he's always trying. To, and he's you know, late for his golf he, game. Mike is always late for his golf game. He's always trying to go play golf, and something's going on. But
1: sometimes he actually does because there's a later one and, that, in Greg- this group that he's. He drives up with his golf clubs. Yes,
0: perched up in the so car, which it. you would never do with <laughs> golf clubs. But Greg is pitching today, and oh he no. needs the car. What's oh no. going to happen? Mike's
1: like, well, look, you can take the car. I'll get Mom to drive me to my golf game. But Mom... Alice is gleeful to tell she, him She tries that to tell Carol's him to take, already gone. She
0: tries to tell him how to take the bus. Because that's what apparently Alice has to do. Yeah, Alice and, is
1: like, oh, it's easy. I almost thought that was her passive-aggressive way of saying, fuck you. Well, she's kind of captive take the bus. in that
0: home, and I think Alice really needs to be by the by Mike is
1: amused by he's, the bus pass I thing. would
0: say he's more bemused.
1: Well, he smiles, so yes, but, but maybe it's a rueful...
0: yes, rueful way. And that is... So my sister Benedict Arnold. This is a good one. It's kind of a class.
1: oh yes. Well, the first scene I'm interested because it's the Brady theme, but it has like this parady type.
0: Because sense. it's a carny. It's a it's, carnival. It's a carny song. version.
1: Alice and Peter are working on this as a dunking booth.
0: Yes. And Alice does a pretty good carnival barker.
1: Yes. Bobby comes out and they test it to see if it works. It doesn't have water in it yet, yeah, and it's not decorated. But they're testing. They're going through a they're making dry sure they're run. Ha ha. The
0: seat thing.
1: Greg stalks into the yard. He's, and he's, wearing, a, he's wearing he's wearing a, a striped shirt. Yes, he is.
0: And he is pissed. He is pissed. He's holding he a
1: pissed. basketball, but yes. he's very upset.
0: In the smoking episode, he didn't play basketball, but now I guess he oh, does. Oh, well, you know. And so, of course, Peter, he would walk around with one. Peter's like, but Greg,
1: like he, Peter says, how, greets him, and Greg ignores him. So Peter asks him, what's what's wrong? And Greg is very hostile when he yes. answers.
0: Yeah, because he got dropped off the first string of the basketball team. He was beat out by Warren Mulaney, who's the same guy who beat him for student council, I guess.
1: Greg claims, this is Greg's side of it, that Warren made false promises to win the presidency, and he kisses the coach's, coach's butt, and that's the only... Well, he well, doesn't say it that way. he won't stay on
0: first string very long if... But Peter acts sympathetic, but one, he doesn't really care. because He doesn't after care. He goes in the house, <laughs> he kind of shrugs and goes back to the...
1: Because Greg says he can't stand him more than anybody. And yes. then he repeats, anybody.
0: Anybody, right. Anybody. So He's got, so crumb. He says like, that crumb has made my life. We're in the girls' room, and Jan is brushing her Rapunzel-like oh, yes, hair. Huh. And Marcia comes in all excited because she got... She was asked on a date to the pizza. By a high school by boy. By a high school boy. Jan's excited. And it's her First high school boy date. And Jan gets a little manic.
1: And he, she says, what's his name? Marcia says, Warren Mulaney. And Jan goes, Jan goes wow. wow yeah. like, like what? That's a great name. But
0: Marcia's a little concerned about going out with a high school boy. So she decides she's going to go in and ask. Yes.
1: Well, first, the boys, Mike and Bobby, come in. Greg is on the bed. They oh. want him
0: to help decorate oh, okay. the booth, the dunking booth, and because apparently everyone in the family has to take him. And Greg's, cards. like,
1: lying on his bed twirling his basketball. And he is
0: not into it, and he's not happy. He's moping, and he doesn't give a shit.
1: And so then Mike sends Bobby away because he wants to talk to Greg.
0: Mike sees a chance. some aphorisms and lecturing. Well,
1: McGreg tells of his hatred of Warren, and Mike says every dog has his Right.
0: And Mike also says you can't win them all, so Mike is just full of, (laughs) you know, cliches. He's he's not bringing his A-game to it.
1: Well, you know, I would say if my kid, maybe the kid really is a scumbag, but maybe he's just luckier than Greg, and he got these things, and maybe Greg should start to think, maybe it's just that guy won over me because he's better than me at something.
0: If I if I were Mike, I would say to Greg, if okay. Warren isn't, shouldn't be on first string, it's going to show pretty soon. So what you need to do is work as hard as you can and be the best team player you can so the coach will recognize how talented you are. Doesn't
1: someone say something like that no. about him? If he's not, somebody says about Warren, well, he'll find out what he's like or something. I can't remember. But anyway. in any
0: case, Mike might. But we, then we're back with the girls.
1: Mike has to stop in there to tell them to come help. I noticed the new decor and they're bedroom and this scene i know it was probably there earlier but i didn't notice it they have pink wallpaper and white tray right, and, and the butterfly i like the cat poster yes. better
0: and and yes. Lloyd schwartz's book he mentions that they let the girls pick yes. it out and then the, the director of photography was like we can't shoot that it's going to look awful but they let them keep it so jan says and she's a, a little slightly manic she's very excited oh, for marsh so i think do you think mom and dad will let you go out with him and Marcia says, why not? As long as he's nice. She's going to have mom and dad meet him. Yeah, but he's just,
1: coming over, yep.
0: But she decides she needs to talk to Greg Yes, about and so she it, says... Because it's, it's a high school So boy. Jan
1: goes on without her, and Marcia, Marcia goes into Greg's room. And Greg
0: is not interested. He's
1: moping, he's a dick, because he, all he cares about himself is she. She right. says, I have a high he's school... He's very rude to her. And then she's like, well, I have a date with a high school boy, and you might know him. And
0: he goes... Every guy in my class is okay, except Experiment. for Warren Mulaney.
1: And Marsha just is like, ooh.
0: Well, she looks conflicted, but she yeah, doesn't say anything. Yeah, she doesn't anything. say anything. And then he says... And Greg says, Greg says, he's at the top of my crumb list. He's at the bottom of my crumb list. And he's every crumb in between. Mm-hmm. Marsha looks concerned.
1: Yeah, and him. she doesn't tell him, hey, that's the guy. Because she's, she's quick enough on the uptake to not say anything. Right, just I think, the, one of the she, smarter... She says, oh, I'm sorry. Both of their acting is pretty good in this. His voice kind of cracks like he's, a, he's yes. very upset. And not in a fakey way. No, he does a good is, job. And pissed. she looks... Sympathetic yes, and like kind of really like pushing. she feels bad, right? And says, I'm sorry yes. about that. And then she flips her hair and leaves. Yes,
0: and then she goes to talk to Carol. And Carol's like, Fuck
1: him. Well,
0: yeah, no. she says, It's okay. She says, It's okay if they meet him. Yeah, and he's.
1: And Marcia says, Well, Greg really hates him. And Carol's like, Fuck him. That's his problem. She Greg. actually says, That's well, that's right. His Greg doesn't Thanks. It's not up I to mean, Greg who you yeah. date,
0: which, yeah, and Carol says, It's. Greg's problem, it really isn't yours. Which
1: looks nice. nice. Yes. And then they're in the room getting ready and she's I, wearing a
0: very groovy new dress. Yeah,
1: it's like red and blue
0: is yes. Cindy
1: is Cindy's just a numb ass.
0: Cindy's quizzing her quite intensely about whether she's going to kiss the guy and other stuff. And she also asked Marcia about wearing two different shoes, and it turns out she's so nervous she's put two different shoes on. And then we go to Alice in the kitchen.
1: Yes, she's making a grocery list.
0: And Marsha comes in looking like, I don't know if she expects Greg to be hiding under the cupboards or something, because she's like looking. (laughs) I mean, if Greg were in the kitchen, she would see him. But Alice says he's at the library. Yes. And because Warren uh, Mulaney's coming over to meet Mike and Carol. And so Marcia goes off into the living room thinking that Greg's at the library. the
1: door, But who
0: comes walking in? Yes, Marcia. Looking at a book so we know he's been at the yes,
1: library. Yes, Marcia runs to answer the door. And, and right uh,
0: is the door. So what if they have seen each other?
1: No, Warren's ringing the front door, and Greg comes in yeah, the back door. but
0: Greg had to come from the street, yeah, but and Warren would have pulled in up my, in front of the house. In my mind, the lo- the
1: <laughs> which I could be totally wrong, the driveway's on, a, like, maybe a side street or something. He comes up the
0: driveway. I don't All know. All right, okay, whatever. Alice tries to distract Greg with pie. Then they s-
1: switch back to the living room with Warren and Marcia, and the other kids are spying from the top of the stairs, because they're not allowed to come downstairs unless Apparently there's a reason. Apparently they They have to um, stay there.
0: And Greg is wolfing that pie down.
1: Marcia tells Cindy to get Mike and Carol.
0: Warren comes in, and he's a very handsome, blonde lad with a big, white smile. Yes, he is. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, Alice is now trying to distract Greg with ice cream. Well,
1: Greg says, I need to go upstairs, and Alice is like, have some ice cream, and he says no. Because
0: she forgot to give him ice cream with a yes. pie.
1: And he walks into the living room. Warren and um, Marsha are having some stupid conversation. Uh, History's my worst. Yes, my worst she's cloud. kissing
0: up to him and making herself sound dumb, because that's how you get boys to like
1: Sees Warren. Warren's oblivious, but Greg is... Yes. I piss. Warren
0: is clueless about Gre- Greg's And Greg's like,
1: <gasps> it's like a soap opera scene. <gasps> Marsha! then Warren's like, <laughs> what is he doing here? And Warren's like, what? Hi, Warren's Greg? Like, and then Warren's
0: like, Greg, what are you so sorry about? With a big smile on his face, Ooh. and Greg stalks
1: upstairs. Yeah, Greg doesn't even, Greg doesn't even, like, acknowledge Warren. In the meantime, Mike and Carol are coming down the stairs, and Greg stalks off. And they greet him and everything. They're in the living room later, Mike and Carol.
0: So Carol's talking to her from Martha... And
1: Mike's reading the paper.
0: ...about the carnival, and you can tell Carol wants to get off the phone, so they do the old thing where Carol <laughs> signals... pretends to... Come. ...call her from the other room. Mike's very amused.
1: He always is amused when it's she's... an old
0: trick. You know, well, oh, somebody's calling she's have to get off she's the He's always
1: amused when she's on the phone with her friends that won't shut up. Yeah,
0: Martha's apparently annoying.
1: She's been on the phone to Martha before. Right. She has Aunt Martha, but she also has had Martha before. Right.
0: And Marcia not to be confused with Martha, comes home...
1: And from her date.
0: And she's a little lukewarm about yeah, it. Yeah.
1: She said he was so-so. He was okay.
0: He's just the same as the boys in junior high, except for he shaves once a month.
1: <laughs>
0: and, and then she said she was going to ask him to
1: the carnival, but she since she doesn't really think he's that great, uh, she doesn't want to get Greg upset. Right. She's if, thinking
0: of Greg. Yes. And she's very, being very mature about it. And then, but
1: the next thing we
0: see. And she's in the bathroom wearing the strangest sleepwear I've ever seen in my it's life. It's
1: not, it's a robe. They it's must a have robe it a robe over her. Yeah, okay. It's a robe over her. her and Greg her, yeah.
0: basically orders her to Yes, he comes
1: out. in, she's brushing her teeth, and
0: she's fucking pissed. And she's about to tell him. Well, she's about to yes. tell him, because she goes... I have something I want to say to you. And he goes, well, I have something I want to say to you. Yeah, and hit I his bomb forbid blasted. you. Yes. And she
1: is so pissed. When she's brushing her teeth after, she's extremely yeah. pissed. And he calls her, like, her, he
0: calls her Miss Benedict Arnold.
1: Oh, yeah. She's like, fuck you.
0: Yeah, and he orders her not. So she wasn't going to go out with him. If yeah. he just let her say what she was going to say But I would do the same thing. I'd be like, fuck
1: you, buddy. Yeah. So the next morning, the kids are arguing about yes, their there's a, fucking lunches. Yes,
0: there's a frenzied lunch preparation going on with Carol, Alice, and the four younger kids. Meanwhile, Greg and Marcia are sitting silently at the kitchen glaring
1: table. Glaring while they eat.
0: And Greg asks her if she thought about what he said. Like, he's her fucking father or something. And I
1: noticed in the background they have a green paper towel that matches the...
0: The avocado. Yes. And anyway. Marcia... Marcia says she's going to ask him to go to the carnival. And not only, but yeah. she's also going to ask him to call over yeah. and do her, help her with her homework.
1: And the main reason she's doing that is because Greg told her not to. Because right. she wasn't going to do it. she wasn't going to. She and tells Carol, him. She's like, I wasn't going to do
0: it, but... And meanwhile, the kids had been shooed out, but Carol comes back in and says... What is this? A shouting match? Well, duh, obviously they're both shouting <laughs> yeah. at each other. And Mike needs
1: to yes, lecture. Yes, it's a lecture time, for a double a double team lecture. Yes. They're like, "Marsha, you're going to be late for school. Yeah, Greg's it. the one they need to lecture. So they tell Greg that Marsha can invite anyone over as long as they approve.
0: Well, Carol says it's not for you to tell Marsha who she can and can't yes, go out with. True. And Mike says, it's Marsha's home too. And as long as your mother and I approve, she can invite anyone over who she wants.
1: And Greg is on his way out to school, and a little light bulb goes off. I thought the
0: exact same thing. It's he Greg's turns light.
1: and asks them, "Is that go for everyone? They're like, yeah. Yeah. And then they're suspicious, though. Yes. Because he is their son, and, and they've trained him. They've trained him. And so now, my thing is, later, have they approved this person? But, you know... Because they said as long as we approve, but I don't think they really
0: do. Although what's not to approve?
1: So the next scene, the the yard, and the booth looks very groovy. You know, and and those
0: flower decals were all over the place back then. Yeah. So they've thrown a bunch of... Cindy's
1: wearing a cute little red bathing suit. Right,
0: and they've thrown a bunch of flower decals on the donkey booth to decorate it and make it groovy.
1: Well, and then they put like this clown face thing on the...
0: Ooh, that reminds me of It.
1: I know. Oh, but, and they also have
0: a big sign that says the Brady Booth, And when it shows people sitting up the pine trees in the back. They're, they're so like fake. fake. I
1: thought they looked fake, too. Well, they're painted. They look painted, and they are. Peter is trying to throw. He misses, but then he does dunk her, and she likes it. She, a second she, she wants there, to do it again. And there's
0: a reference to Vita Blue.
1: That's right. Bobby Bobby says uh, Vita Blue must be worried about his job yeah. or something, because Peter's
0: like, did you see that? Yeah, he hey, was hey, a... Yeah. He, he was an all-star pitcher back then. And I started thinking now, and it bothered me through the rest of the show, how are they going to get that booth to the carnival? I know yeah. you don't, you weren't concerned about the no, same thing, concerned. so we can move
1: on. So Pete keeps missing, and Bobby wants to go next. And Pete keeps missing, so Bobby dunks himself. Carol to calls to do Peter to come in
0: to do his homework, and he goes, but I'm doing, and she goes, no, right now. So he goes in, and Bobby's sitting up there. And so Bobby reaches over and hits the. But then
1: plane. Peter comes out and laughs.
0: Yeah, and then they both start laughing. Which and is in
1: the meantime, the family room.
0: I was going to say, which is kind of a cute scene between the two boys, it is and cute. it seems very spontaneous yes, and natural. And there's Warren helping Marsha with her homework
1: with history because she's not good at it.
0: Well, yeah, it's history now, and then we go back and it's math. So I can't. I don't know.
1: Well, and Jan comes and she's beckoning to Marcia in a
0: maniacal way,
1: and Marcia's like, "Oh Jesus, yes. fucking crazy Jan again."
0: And Marcia has to make some remark, you know, implying Jan she's is a child. child. But Jan's a little again manic. And she, yes, to tell she's her. thrilled
1: Greg's- though. She's thrilled. Yes. Cause it's so she's exciting. Like, yes. Greg's
0: on the way home and Marsha's like, good, I don't care. And she's like, but it's with Kathy Lawrence. <laughs> Kathy
1: Lawrence. But Marsha's pretty quick to figure out. Marsha's like, you know what? He's doing it as payback. Right. And I am not going to friggin' let well, him get bothered. She's
0: because Jan says in her frenzied way, what are you going to do about it? Yes. And Marcia says no.
1: Jan is very disappointed by that. She is. Sorely. She is. She's like, what? She Nothing? She wanted the drama. Oh, Jesus. She wanted
0: the drama. Poor and, Jan. No and, drama. Well, I give Marcia credit because that is the way to play it. Yes. That it is, is the way but to play it. If she it. had kept it up,
1: but she didn't, as we'll see. So we're back in there. Marcia and now and they're talking about a
0: parallelogram. Yes. So they switched to math.
1: Well, he's helping her with everything he's... And Marcia sees Greg out the door with his date, who, although it's Kathy, the... Kathy
0: Lawrence.
1: Looks exactly like Jenny Wilton oh, from I the Slumber Party. Party. Hope Schwartz plays her. And she, she is, the, is... a remind,
0: she's, The
1: daughter of Sherwood Schwartz. But she is very pretty, and she's a she's an okay actress. And so. sister
0: of Lloyd Schwartz. Yes. So
1: she sees him, but she doesn't let on. And she just goes on talking. Greg comes in with Kathy and introduces her. And Marcia's like, hi!
0: Yeah, Marcia plays it cool. Greg's face is kind of like, what? Yes, Greg... And then Greg and Marsha kind of poke at each other a little bit. But I think
1: Greg figures it out when Marsha says...
0: Uh, Marsha mentions Warren's on the first yes. team, and then so Ka- Greg has to mention Kathy's the head cheerleader. And
1: Warren looks interested by that, though. Warren's like, hmm. Mm, yes,
0: Warren's interest is piqued by that. And then Greg and Kathy goes to the dining room where Greg, and kind of what I feel is a metaphor for sexual assault, oh yeah, forces
1: it's, he forces her. It's her creepy. Do she doesn't her want to, and it's kind of disturbing. And at the time when I was a kid and saw it, yeah, he's like, like, "Come on, me. come on, yeah. more. Well, more, he
0: forces her to do a cheer and she doesn't like it, so she does it kind of lackluster one and then he's like makes her do it more and you know more enthusiastically and that isn't good enough for him and he makes her do it again and I just felt it was and Marcia and Warren are in the den and
1: they're like what the fuck so Marcia goes in and says Oh, Warren thought that was really great, like better than his first string cheerleaders. And then she's like, "Greg, I hope you're still not sulking for being replaced." Yeah. And man. Kathy looks a little bit like concerned. Yeah. And then Greg grabs Marsha by the arm and steers her into the kitchen, and, and they start the yelling. The kids
0: are watching through the. They are delighted. Glass especially
1: Jan and
0: Bobby's, kind of acting it out.
1: But Jan is like yes, she's in her uh, head. Uh,
0: oh, who comes up uh, uh, the arrival. station wagon pulls in. The three
1: grown-ups. And this is my scenario of why the three grown-ups, I figured this out in my okay. head, in case you're wondering. I think that Mike's car was in the shop or something, so <laughs> Alice <laughs> and Carol went grocery shopping and they picked Mike up. Because he's in up. a suit. Yeah. They picked him up from work on the okay, way home.
0: That makes sense, although usually they explain that In case we're wondering. So Mike's going to put his foot down. So he and Carol both dump all the groceries on Alice. All three bags of groceries. And then
1: Peter just stands there and doesn't help her. I'm assuming he did. So they are off to lecture in the den.
0: And, you know, Mike is, as usual, the main lecturer. Well,
1: yeah, and they're like, hey, we're going in the den. And they're both like, we have guests. And they're like, I can wait. Yeah. And they are mad.
0: And Mike has pointed out that they've involved other people. Yes, yes. And that they're using.
1: I thought that the lecture was good in that. They did tell them, you know, you can't just use people like and Marcia that.
0: says... What do you mean using?
1: But I thought it was funny the way Mike's like, "Well, this time you've involved other people." Like, yeah, yeah we but can keep this. Right. We can keep this among ourselves in right. the family. We don't let the trickery
0: <laughs> get out of the family. Although they have involved other people unwittingly, yes. involved other people before, but then Mike has to explain.
1: Yeah, Marsha doesn't understand what using, what using another is. person it's like, really? means
0: in. Carol says, can't you see how selfish and unfair that is? And this is like more of Mike and Carol's mind games, actually, because their behavior in the past <laughs> has know. led Greg and Marcia to believe this is okay. I know. Telling, I know, I so know. They're kind of gaslighting. I know, I, like I, thought, it
1: was, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see why they were so surprised that their, their children are... Kind of doing the same tactics they've always taught them. Or being dishonest. But they are sorry. They say sorry, and Mike's like, don't tell me. You got to go apologize to them. Yeah. So they go out to look for them in the backyard. Alice yeah. is cleaning the dunking. Booth. Yes,
0: she's cleaning up. There's towels and stuff all over the place. Because of
1: course the kids just
0: left shit. Right. For her and to so pick Alice up. is cleaning up and you know, we can't have an episode without Alice being humiliated.
1: Yeah, well that hasn't that's right. not Right, I happen know. Now. I'm just pointing but that out But you know it's what was up. gonna happen. You
0: knew knew it was gonna So Warren and Kathy have apparently taken off. Yes, together. Alice says they went to the pizza parlor and seemed chummy. Yes. And the use of the phrase far out, far out. is happens. And Marsh and Greg agree they have to go over to the pizza park. Neither of them seem too upset about the fact that Warren and Kathy have gotten together because they no, already made they it clear really they weren't care. interested in dating him anyway. But they have to go over and... Apologize, so they're being mature. And then alice has to go up because there's towels on top of. The well, she boot. was
1: already up there, and we thought she was going to dunk herself. Like she climbed up there, and you think she's going to dunk herself. Right, she's but then there's to a Grant.
0: towel on the thing, and she's trying to get it.
1: She get she gets that without any problem, and right. then she then she, she pulls another yeah, one that's hooked to the yes. panel
0: and dunks herself. And of course, because. You have to humiliate Alice.
1: And then the tag is everyone's
0: home from the carnival. A group herd scene. That's what I'm gonna and Mike won gonna
1: a goldfish to what we never see again.
0: And they're all dressed up, like they're going to church. Or they something.
1: always dress up. Yeah, they dress weird. up for their parties and stuff too. I yeah.
0: Well, it's one thing to dress up for a party, but if you're going to the carnival
1: Especially when there's a donkey. And then though. there's
0: kind of a kinky ending. Alice has, has her her coat,
1: a coat which is Southern hands. California. I don't know. I don't know. I've Maybe never it was been cold there. At the
0: carnival.
1: But they had a dunking booth. I'm just saying.
0: Maybe it was warm during the day and got <laughs> cold at
1: night. <laughs> They're like Alice. What did you win? Because someone won a balloon and someone won this and someone won that. And she's like, oh, I just got some silly toy handcuffs.
0: Mm-hmm. And she has her coat over her hand so you know what's happening. Everybody leaves, and, and Alice, she
1: reveals her. She handcuffs. reveals
0: her hands are cuffed. Yes, and That's because right. it's so funny to see Alice humiliated again. <laughs> And it could have been a totally different movie. I mean, um, show. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So today's final episode, the Personality Kid, and this is a episode classic. Episode Oh, it is. The first thing we see, it's outside, it's a little dark, and there's sad little Pete in a very cute suit. And he's on the patio looking into the kitchen. And he's he Through just seems very glassless sad. the patio door.
1: Where Bobby and Cindy are lecturing Mike and Carol. But well, we don't know. It looks like Mike's lecturing them yes. at first. I'm sure he is. He was actually listening to their lecture, but you can't tell. Mike likes the opportunity to lecture, though. He's reading the home inspection guide. Apparently, Bobby and Cindy have some kind of a school project. School Project. So uh, now maybe they're in the same class, or maybe it's just that their school is doing this as a
0: and they're trying to get the octopuses out of octopi, the or out of the f- sockets. And then Alice comes in, and of course somebody makes a remark about octopuses without explaining to Alice and what it is. Looking so she's looking for them.
1: She's scared. Mike actually likes this whole family safety thing he it does. gives a whole new
0: oh god there's a whole new level to his ability to man yes. so, so even though pete was looking in the back he, he comes in the front door and, and carol and mike they're ask,
1: coming in from the kitchen so yeah
0: right and they ask him why he was home so early why'd you
1: leave jane's party and he says something happened but he he doesn't want to talk about
0: it and they can't have that no he's so, like i don't want to
1: talk about it and he goes upstairs well they have to follow yes him. of
0: course they do And he says it wasn't that something happened, it's that nothing happened. No one talked to him except for one kid who told him he had no personality. Mm-hmm. Mike kind of lectures a little and says, you know, so you had a crummy time at the party, mm-hmm. you know, just like your pop used to have, kind of, you know, like. That's it, like And how Carol that helps. makes a remark that you really don't believe that she sometimes had crummy parties, too.
1: Luncheons. Well, her luncheons with ladies. Oh,
0: luncheons with ladies. That's and where, uh, yeah.
1: they said he'll feel better in the morning, but she's not really buying. Yeah, she's not,
0: and back in the kitchen, Bobby and Cindy are still messing around with electricity. And Alice is, um...
1: and it's the next morning because oh, Mike's cause, going to play golf.
0: Right, and and Alice says she dreamed about octopuses, and then she says octopuses, which I don't know.
1: Octopi, I know. Um, no. But Mike is, as usual, rushing out well, to play golf. He always
0: is on Saturday. And
1: they want to uh, have a fire drill, he's and Mike's like, yeah, thwarted. yeah, yeah. When I get he back, he's always thwarted
0: when he wants to play yeah. golf. But yes, when apparently I get back. he does get to go play.
1: So now we're back in the boys' room and Peter is on the bed and Greg is wearing
0: the this striped shirt? No. No,
1: he is wearing this really groovy lavender outfit. He's got a, like a lavender shirt and purple pants. Yes. It's oh, right. purple. Yeah, it's all purple.
0: And Peter tells Greg he
1: first he won't tell him.
0: Yes. Then he says he hasn't got something that everyone else has, a personality. And Greg's response that's stupid. Peter says, I'm so dull, I'm almost invisible. And Greg says, there's lots of guys who are as dull as you. And Peter's like, yeah, who? And then Greg can't name anyone, so which doesn't help. And you kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Mike comes driving home. The With clubs are sitting <laughs> yeah. up in the car like they're another child or something. And nobody who's ever played golf will put their golf golf clubs in the car like that you lie him down you don't maybe he wants to up.
1: show off that he's got a convertible and he plays yes golf. so bobby and cindy accost him yes as soon as he gets out of the car they want to have a fire drill yeah and he's like all right so then the next scene and is,
0: he's frustrated because he's trying to get everyone to act natural and do well
1: yeah and so, well the next scene is the they're at the stairs Mike is at the bottom with his whistle, because Bobby and Cindy gave him this whistle, which he loves. Um, he's timing everybody yes. to see how quickly they can get out into the backyard.
0: Yes. And so they all run out to the back.
1: Screaming. Of course, they screaming. can't run down, down the stairs, down the stairs screaming.
0: screaming. They all run out there. Peter's not there, but nobody at that moment remarks the fact that he's not they there.
1: They laugh at Alice, though. Well,
0: yeah, she has a raw chicken. And she says well you wanted us to act naturally Yeah cuz we
1: cuz Mike's telling people yeah like And then support. Carol
0: goes oh Alice, like oh, she's Alice ridiculous you idiot. I know <laughs> Stupid shit. <laughs> and there's no Peter. And Peter's not
1: there. Um, Marsha says,
0: well, you know, where's Peter?
1: Bobby says, Mom told him he could stay upstairs. And he's moping in his room. So Greg tells the other kids, what's wrong with Peter? He thinks he's dull.
0: And the girls want to help.
1: And then Greg and Bobby take off. yet, yeah, and the girls are like, what can we do? How? Oh, Greg, oh, I'm sorry. Greg gives a mic like statement about, you have to be careful about what you say, cause it can hurt someone's feelings. Cause yes. some kid told him he was dumb. Yes. So that means you have to be careful what you say, cause that can hurt someone's feelings. And Marsha, after Greg That's leaves, Marsha's like, yeah. if what you can say can hurt your feelings, maybe it can, Help. And so she has a plan. Yes, yeah, she does. And the next day, they show Peter coming into the yard. Yeah. Marsha and Kathy, the cheerleader. Who, who are
0: apparently now friends. Well,
1: maybe they're. I figure they became friends after yes. she apologized. And
0: Marsha warns Kathy that but, Peter is pretty sharp. Yeah, see. Which is a first <laughs> I for know, everyone. I know. <laughs> And to. Um, Not to be too obvious. Yes. And Kathy really So we plays know it. they've got something planned. Yeah, they, but they have,
1: Kathy is is pretty freaking obvious.
0: And they. Right. And they cajole. Peter into yes. telling them about this potato people movie, and Kathy is really pointed on, and she, for instance, and tells him that. he's
1: eating it up, though. He, it's working. Well, it's yeah, actually working reluctant. very well. He's
0: reluctant at first, and she tells, "Well, men are very easy to flatter." And she tells him, for instance, attractive boys aren't usually so... so considerate. Yes. Oh, no, she says,
1: you're considerate.
0: And attractive boys aren't uh, usually you... so interesting.
1: Oh, no, I thought she said nice.
0: Well, she tells him that, too. Oh. When he's describing the movie, she says, oh, it sounds so exciting. I know, she's laying it on. She's laying it on it up.
1: The fact that he's younger and stuff, yes. it's not that big a deal. It's actually working, which uh, you know.
0: And he starts kind of acting it out. Yeah, he's getting very he's animated, because getting... he he's a cute little and guy. It, and, uh, person...
1: you know, I felt bad because they weren't being totally insincere. Oh, no, I mean, they weren't. Just but like him, as but you stupid know, when ass, stuff?
0: Yep. And what happened? Stupid ass Cindy comes in. Cindy ignoring all the Cause, cues because Peter's high behind the chair. Yes, he's hi, Peter's acting, out acting something out. in the movie, so she doesn't see him right away. And she says, "But did Marcia, Kathy trick him yet?" But before that, Marsha and Kathy, right? They were like, they're like cueing at her, right. and she
1: totally ignores it.
0: And ah, uh, Peter comes out from behind and the he's chair. Very sad. Kathy and Marsha are like, we were just trying to make you feel
1: better and they feel bad they
0: do feel bad because they weren't they like him i know I'm sure. and, he, and so peter's in his room and he looks at the mirror and he says mirror mirror on the wall uh, who's the dullest of them all
1: mike and carol are sitting on the couch in the living room playing i cannot i under- think they're doing a jigsaw puzzle. i thought it was a jigsaw puzzle at first but it's some kind of thing with tiles because they're doing it later they in the kitchen not wrong. I don't know how mahjong is, but it's like
0: that tiles. It looks kind of like dominoes and stuff. I, no, really I think that's what they're playing. Yeah, so they're playing mahjong, like a couple of old you know la- old, old ladies, ladies at a senior center. And Peggy the, calls. Yes,
1: Carol answers the phone. It's Peggy asking for Peter, so they call him down. And?
0: She invites him dull. to a party, and he goes, well, let me check. And then he holds the phone, dum-da-dum-da-dum, and then he gets back on and tells her no. And Carol and Mike are a little flummoxed. like, why'd you do that? And she says, you know, if you're as dull as you think you are, why would a girl invite you to a party? So
1: then Mike and Carol give him a lecture. He gets a
0: double-barrel lecture. Carol accuses <laughs> him of feeling sorry for himself. And enjoying, and enjoying it. it and enjoying which it. people do. Yes. And Mike is a little harsher. Mike and says, you know what? If you don't like your personality, change it. That so,
1: around. as usual, he takes it totally wrong, because Mike's lectures always get taken wrong. Well, you wrong. don't
0: say, if you don't like your personality, change it. What you do is try to find ways to build the kid's self-esteem yeah, uh, well, and let him be who he is. I know. And this episode, as I'm sure you noticed, has many parallels to the <laughs> Jan's <to> Jan wig episode. <laughs> it Although it does. it's it's kinder and gentler and a little poignant rather than crazy. On the of <laughs> so, so Pete's in his room and he turns on the little TV that they suddenly have. Yeah.
1: Well, I noticed it in an earlier scene. I'm like, what's that thing in yes, the foreground? Whenever
0: you see something you've never seen before, like Greg's varsity yeah. jacket. He's watching some only, weird drama with me, British people. Just me! <laughs> (laughs) kiss me you suave hypnotical charmer the woman says
1: yes mike's attempting to do a surprise fire drill
0: which isn't a surprise as we see but
1: peter is in his mirror like mimicking the british yes
0: he is and they all run out and mike's wearing another new groovy shirt yeah mike's got quite the wardrobe they're like where's peter and he comes out.
1: out he's got an ascot
0: and uh, an, umbrella. Scott, an umbrella. And he's kind of a tuna British guy.
1: And he tells them it's his new personality. It's, it's my new
0: personality. And they no, laugh like at it? Him. And they all laugh at him, kind of like they did with Jan and the whistle. And then he's sad. Yes.
1: And then he's back in his room watching TV again. It's, I, I think it's supposed to be a Humphrey Bogart movie. It's supposed to movie.
0: be, <laughs> basically, from some of the lines, I would say <laughs> it's...
1: <laughs> Cliché lines about Humphrey. But he never said that thing about Whistle that was
0: right, pucker up your lips and blow, but you can tell it's not really the movie.
1: I know. It's, it's a fake Humphrey Bogart sounding voice. Yes,
0: and he um, starts
1: to imitate.
0: And, and not only the voice, but the, lip, the lip thing, he can't really do it, and looks in the mirror. And,
1: and he's doing And
0: he And then um, he kind of sucks in his teeth and and he goes downstairs. He's kind of Moving his shoulders and sucking in his teeth. Yes, maybe. like Humphrey
1: Bogart, I guess. And, and Alice and Carol are making dinner.
0: And P.S. what's for dinner in his Humphrey Bogart voice. And classic moment. And you can all say it along with us. Mm-hmm. Alice tells him it's pork chops. And he goes, pork chops. And then Carol says <laughs> applesauce. Mm, yes. And he goes, Pork chops and apple chosh. Ain't that swell.
1: And um, Carol and <laughs> Alice. Alice are confused.
0: Carol asks him if there's something stuck in his teeth. Yes. But then Alice does it back to him. So she
1: Alex picks up on it, and Carol does pick up. It must hit her as she's, because Mike comes in the front door. Carol goes to greet him. Yeah. Alice picks up on the joke and starts doing she's it, Doing too. it back to him. And then Carol does it to Mike, yes. so and she, then, she, she figures it out.
0: Yeah, Carol says, Guess who's coming to dinner in the Humphrey Bogart voice? And Mike says, A psychiatrist <laughs> And boy, that's that's a long time coming in my Lloyd Schwartz's book, he says, Chris Knight didn't know who Humphrey Bogart was, had never seen Humphrey Bogart and stuff. So Lloyd Schwartz kind of told him showed yes. him what to do. Yeah. So when Peter would say so when people would say to Chris Knight about his Humphrey Bogart imitation Chris Knight said, actually, it was an imitation of Lloyd Schwartz doing Humphrey well,
1: Bogart. Well, because as Lloyd points out, there wasn't any internet where well, you could look it up. There wasn't a blockbuster where you could go grab the videotape and show it. There was no way to show apparently, him.
0: apparently, Chris Knight had other things to do, unlike us, since we had channels 38 and 56, where we would watch old movies all day on yeah, Saturday and true. stuff. Yeah,
1: but like Lloyd said, you know what? You could sit around and wait for a Humphrey Bogart movie to come on. I mean, right. you don't know. When
0: I, was, when I was 10, I knew who... I
1: Bogart's. know,
0: but... I know. I'm not saying Chris Knight should or shouldn't have. I'm just saying he didn't know who he was, so he always said, he's always said, his line has always been that he was actually doing Lloyd Schwartz doing Humphrey Bogart. And I counted pork chops and applesauce is said in a Humphrey Bogart way seven times in, in just a I few minutes. Know and I want to say, too, I can never hear anyone say pork chops or pork chops and applesauce without saying it that way. Yes. Me too. So it's really, it really has resonated. Yes, it, over the it years.
1: seems to have. Peter comes out into the living room and Peter's like, "I guess you don't like my new personality." And Mike says, "Well, there's only one Humphrey Bogart, and there's only ever be one Humphrey Peter Bogart." Peter says, "All
0: the great personalities are already uh, taken."
1: And Mike says, "You know what? Develop your own personality. Stop imitating." Yeah, and so then Pete leaves and Mike bites Carol's neck. Yeah, because mm, he, he's, he's doing
0: Dracula. <laughs> but you know what? The kid needs help. Just like Jan did with the but wig. I know. Not aphorisms. I know. You don't say to a kid that, especially one like Peter, just go work on your personality, kid. What, what, what's he supposed to do with that? <laughs> I, <know>. I don't <laughs> get what he's supposed to do with that. And so so the, they're in the study, and Mike is mansplaining. Yes,
1: he's showing her a design. And Carol
0: is doing what you do with men, kind of like what Marsha. And Kathy were doing Peter earlier, acting like she's all interested oh, yeah, and she thinks what he's doing is wonderful. You know, giving him some positive reinforcement to boost his ego so he'll feel like the big man. And Peter comes in he
1: knocks on the door. Well he knocks on the
0: Right, on the frame and comes in and wants he's to He's reluctant him. though. Well, he wants to tell them some. Jokes. He
1: wants to tell them a joke, but he acts a little, and the joke is really stupid. But
0: they laugh. They like laugh. Never oh, heard... like
1: if teachers are so smart, why are they still in school? Yeah. and they laugh
0: way too or much. Way overdoes it, and apparently he's he tells them he's got a joke book. That's where he's getting. And so then Alice comes in and to serve coffee. And so because she's apparently a waitress as well as <laughs> yeah, a of course she heater. is. Carol kind of gives her the high. Sign. Yes,
1: behind Peter's back. Yeah. and so she laughs it, oh way. No. Does it way too much. Because I can't remember what Peter, that joke was. You think was.
0: since he'd been so burned by Kathy and Marcia, nah, he'd he be he's aware very of...
1: susceptible. And then so then again, they're in the kitchen and he tells Greg and Bobby a joke. Was...
0: Alice is kind of behind him and gives Greg and Bobby the high sign. Oh, to that's laugh right. And Alice kind of... indicates
1: that they should laugh. And
0: then yes. the next thing we see, Peter is in the doorway to the girls' room with Greg the three behind girls him. Are Luckily,
1: up. someone's always behind yes, him. Yes,
0: and Greg's behind him and he gives yeah. the cue to the girls to laugh.
1: So everyone thinks Peter's pretty. Yeah, he, Peter he thinks he's me. pretty yeah, fucking he funny. he's
0: pretty funny, and it kind of reminds me, too, of when Bobby was selling the magazine mm-hmm. subscriptions. Like, instead of just telling somebody, getting a joke book and telling bad jokes isn't how you develop a personality, instead they all act like... This thing that's doomed to fail Can't they say the other cliche which is be yourself? Yeah.
1: They're in the bedroom, going to bed, We're Mike and bed, Carol. Yeah. And they're talking about safety. The because <laughs> that's what you talk about for maybe it's a when you're in a, bed. The safety campaign is like uh, Well, call the it. condoms. Peter comes in he asks them if he can have a party for his new personality. Yeah.
0: He wants unleaf- He wants to unveil his new personality. Now that I have this great new personality, I want to show it to my friends. Mm. And, uh, and nobody says, you know, Pete. Well, Carol, well, they, they say that's fine. He can have a
1: party. And then Carol tells Mike after he's gone that she thinks his, she doesn't come out and say this, but she thinks his jokes suck.
0: Well, basically, she's concerned that the family's trick, yeah. trickery won't play as well to the that's public. That's right. And Mike says,
1: oh, kids like jokes like that. As, as we It'll be fine.
0: The, as we learned, yes, Mike's unconcerned, but as we learned in the last episode, the trickery needs to stay within the yes. family. It
1: does, but Mike doesn't see any party. And
0: that party was put together wicked. Fast.
1: And that, well, you know, party's a party, lots of kids there. And
0: Martian and Jan are at the party Apparently, But Cindy Bobby and Bobby and Cindy are, are an there, object. and
1: I, I don't think Greg's there either. They're
0: upstairs watching, but the girls are there. Greg
1: probably has no desire. And,
0: and Pete decides he's going to tell a joke. So Peter
1: starts telling a joke, but some kid steals a punchline. And so then he starts another joke.
0: Right. And I just want to say, this reminds me when Pete got up to tell the joke. It reminds me of the equivalent of Jan having him introduce her I know. At, I know. when she was wearing a uh, yes. wig. So he I adults mean, gets- are in the kitchen, and they think he's killing They're
1: it. playing Mahjong again.
0: Yes, they think the audience is just eating they're it They're like, up. wow,
1: they really think Peter's funny, because
0: Peter's telling another joke, and every time he tells a joke, somebody's steals yes. the line. As somebody knows the punchline, so they're all laughing at the other kids.
1: Peter comes in the kitchen, and he's a little upset, and he tells them that people keep stealing his punchlines.
0: Yes, they make him... A uh, man up and go back. Yeah,
1: out he there. goes back out there. He sulks on the steps.
0: And a very pretty,
1: a very pretty girl comes over and says, "Why are you sitting here?" Oh, a very pretty girl of that's color. That's what you. That's what you did at Peggy's party last week. And she tells him. He's so very, we learn that he did. That's why that he, he was
0: sulking. He
1: was by himself, or he was sit, being by himself. Well, maybe it's after and that, the
0: kid told me I don't. Oh, maybe, maybe. But she tells him he's nice, which he is. And he tells her, no, I'm dull, I'm dull. And then she goes, no, you're not, you're nice. And then she gets another girl to come over.
1: And soon he's surrounded They're by five They're all gathering girls.
0: around him, listening to him talk about how dull he is. And I have to say... Girls love a sweet boy. I know men like to say that women don't want a nice guy. They want the bad boy, blah, blah, blah. Women love a sweet guy. I think... He's very sweet. Some guys think they're nice guys, and they're not. Well,
1: Mike and Carol and Alice look on proudly when he's surrounded by these five girls, and Mike says he has a harem. Yeah. So nice.
0: And then, but, what happens? Bobby blows the whistle.
1: Bobby and Cindy decide to have a fire drill, and Peter doesn't seem very upset by that. I would have been pissed. Yeah, because we fucking up- party.
0: But I think Peter sees... Well, you know, they're just going to go outside and come back in. Peter mentions that he has five friends... At the party, and Mike, Mike or Carol... But you, there's a lot of kids here. Pete says, well, who counts the boys? That's right. So he's going to become a ladies' man. That's going to be his personality. And the
1: tag is?
0: Mike goes... Well, then Mike goes, he's a chip off the old block, and Carol goes, since when? <laughs> 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 Which is kind of funny, given. And then, yes, we have the tag. Oh,
1: yeah. tells, he tells Mike and Carol that girls love a dull guy, and then he leaves, and they... Both imitate Humphrey Bogart and kiss each start kissing yes. each other.
0: and I have a fun fact. Oh, we have a couple. My fun fact is from Erica Woke's Bradypedia. You know, we have a lot of concern throughout the throughout the five seasons of the Brady Bunch of how Indians are treated. Maybe it wasn't any different than the rest of TV at the time. Erica Woke has an interesting tiki talk, as her facts are called in the Brady, about the Alice and Chief Eagle Cloud conversation. Ah, yes, she does. And Erica writes, Curious about what Chief Eagle Cloud says to Alice when he speaks to her in Navajo. And actually, that conversation goes back and forth. Alice is kind of looking at him dumbly, and he says several things. Actually, he isn't speaking Navajo at all. He's speaking Mohawk. That's because the actor, Jay Silverheels, is Mohawk, but unfortunately, he does not know many words in the language. See, I wouldn't use the word unfortunately in that context. you, You shouldn't use words like that. Most likely, the director told him to say something, quote-unquote, Indian, as long as it sounded good. So the only word he says in Navajo is, ya'ati, which is indeed, hello. But then he switches to Mohawk and says, where are you going, woman? I am an Indian. Where are you going? I love you. (laughs) Little did Alice know he was professing his love for her. And a big thanks to Brian Mar- Maricall, she says, for the translation. Yes, yeah, so I thought they were supposed to be Hopi too, not Navajo. Yeah,
1: and I and I looked it up, and the Navajo and Hopi tribes. This is according to something I don't know on Google. The Navajo and Hopi tribes have occupied the same territory for centuries, though Navajos tended to be nor, more nomadic sheep herders, and Hopis mostly resided in three mesas towering above the surrounding desert. So I don't think they're yeah, they, the same. Right,
0: Jimmy Jimmy uh, the Little Indian Boy said he was Hopi. Yeah. So I I think maybe Erica just got it wrong in her fun fact, and it's not Navajo. It's I mean, Hokey. they're from the same area. Um, and maybe the g- greeting was Navajo because obviously the people who put that show together didn't feel oh, that anybody true. watching was going to know well, Navajo Bobby said from Hopi, huh? from Mohawk, from Micmac, from Passamaquoddy. So, so
1: I have a couple things about Jay Silverheels. Okay jay silverheels is the actor like we mentioned who plays the grandfather you just talked about he played tonto on the lone ranger and in lloyd schwartz's book he said he was very excited to meet him and lloyd was lloyd was yes so i'm gonna just quote him we were lucky to have jay silverheels as a guest star as Tonto on The Lone Ranger, he was always one of my favorite actors. For some reason, mm-hmm. I have always liked the sidekick better than the heroes. Just as with Don Drysdale, I had the opportunity to clear up something that had always bothered me, and I can't remember what he had to clear up with yeah, Don it Drysdale. Was some some it was game some thing. thing that we don't care about. I asked him, when you played Tonto, you had the greatest hm, and hm, kimosabe. It was so wise. Could you tell me, what that looked like in the script, was it hmm or mm or something else? He said, it was never in the script at all. They would usually have a line I thought was stupid, so I just replaced it with hmm.
0: So he was kind of the Bob Reed of the Lone Ranger.
1: And the other thing I wanted to read about him. No, this was from the Brady Bunch book by Andrew Edelstein and Frank LaVise. They say about... Jay Silverheels, who was born, they think, 1919, died in 1980. He was born in Ontario on Canada's Six Nations Indian Reservation. The son of a Mohawk chief, he played Tonto to Clayton Moore's Lone Ranger from 1949 to 57 on TV. An occasional episodic series guest star afterward, he eventually spoke out against the media's misguided portrayal of Native Americans. Then, after turning to horse breeding and racing, he began a second career as a professional harness racer. He must have been old when he started that. His son, Jay Jr., became a TV cartoon vocal artist. So I thought it was funny that he, beca- he became, uh, you know, an activist, kind of. Yes. This, wa- this His portrayal was so cliché. And there was one more thing I wanted to tell you about the location shoot. Kind of a fun fact thing. It's not directly about the show. There's a couple different things that Lloyd Schwartz talks about. So when when they went to the Grand Canyon, Sherwood stayed back in, in California to prepare future episodes. So Lloyd, the son, was in charge of shooting at the Grand Canyon and with the director Oscar Rudolph. And he said there wasn't much actual shooting at the Grand Canyon. The ghost town was actually on the Paramount lot in Hollywood where they filmed Bonanza. The bottom of the Grand Canyon was Franklin Canyon in Hollywood. Most of the location shooting involved the tourist stuff on the rim of the Grand Canyon. Bob Reed had a prior commitment and couldn't do the pre-shoot, so he wasn't able to drive the car for the run-bys in front of the Grand Canyon. Who would do it? I was about his height, so the hairstylist dyed my hair black, and I drove the Brady station wagon, though I certainly didn't have a Spiro Agnew-shaped head.
0: Oh, yeah, he's all about that
1: stuff I know. Before the dye job, I was blonde. When my hair grew in it, I was suddenly redhead and stayed that way until most of my hairs receded all the way off my head. I can't scientifically explain my hair turning red.
0: Maybe Bob Reed
1: could. He says, Events can happen that put things into perspective. I was with Florence and the six kids in an elevator at the Bright Angel Lodge at the Grand Canyon. A woman stepped in and saw she was surrounded by the cast of our situation comedy. She was so knocked out she could hardly speak. After looking at all of us, she turned to Florence and said, I can't believe it, Shirley. I just love your show and all you kids, too. I just love the Partridge family. And then she turned to me, mistaking me for Dave Madden. And Reuben, you're my favorite. When the elevator door opened, Bob Reed happened to be there and overheard the woman's mistake. He corrected it saying, Madam, you were talking about the Partridge family. We are the Brady Bunch. They sing. We act. I think that was the only time I appreciated anything Bob said. <laughs> that's just like Ruben; you're my favorite. I just think that's funny. That. He does. There's a picture of him, although he did kind of resemble Dave Madden, except younger. He has red, kind of reddish hair, and uh, you know has that look. I know.
0: Hey, One thing that kind of bugs me is so, they drove all that way to the Grand Canyon just to. They take probably. It. They probably flew. Or they went all the way to the Grand Canyon just to take establishing shots. Apparently. Maybe it was some kind of perk. So next week, we start with Episode 7 of Season 3, Juliet is the Sun.
1: Season 3, Episode 8, and now a word from our sponsor.
0: Season 3, Episode 9, The Private Ear. I like that one.
1: Season 3, Episode 10, Her Sister's Shadow. Oh,
0: and that. Season 3, Episode 11, click.
1: Season 3, Episode 12 mm-hmm. Getting Davy Jones uh, I
0: feel a special Celebrity guest <laughs> star coming on <laughs> And if you want To talk to us We have a Gmail account <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com You can find us on Twitter And Facebook, GroovyTubePodcast Or GroovyTubePod Pod on Twitter, on Twitter yep. And our Website is GroovyTubePodcast. Podcast. We have an Instagram account, and we post screenshots with the captions of exciting moments of the yes. shows. Can you think of anything else? No. Thanks we- for listening.
1: Thank you. Stay groovy.
0: Special thanks to Ben Sound for our groovy music.